Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the American Nightmare, Delvin Cox. And with me, as always on the podcast, is the Tribal Chief himself, Mr. Donnie Reese. How you doing, brother? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. <sighs> Dev's not here. Dev's dead. Don't ask me no question about Dev. <laughs> yeah, Dev bowed out. So, <laughs> so it's 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 uh, we lose our co-host for the week, but that means we get to record early. Yes, that means we Which get to go to sleep happy. earlier. Which is good because yeah. I I stayed up way too damn late last night. I was up to like three in the morning last night. So I was yeah, looking was forward up. to it, man. I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> get that motherfucker out of here. <laughs> he was like Fuck that terrible West Coast time. <laughs> he was like, uh, I'll let you guys know if I'm going to be on or not. We were like, nope, you're you're nope. gone. He's off. <laughs> you're not allowed to know. <laughs> You've been voted off the island. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Oh man, how's your week been, buddy? Good. I mean, I feel productive. Um, yeah, just you know, lots of work and stuff. Not nothing too particular. Just work and life. Same old, same old. Yeah. How about you? Kind of, kind of the same for me. Kind of the same. Uh, I guess I can tell the story that happened before the podcast started because uh, I sent Donnie and Dev a very troubling message, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck happened to him?" So. What happened was, today, I, you know, I, I've been playing Resident Evil for most of the part. But Ooh, I've been playing Resident Evil. Too. I had some, we, we can talk about that when we, we talk about your topic and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, I've been kind of, you know, been doing dad shit. Like, um, one of the things I was doing was, um, we had a leak in our roof Oof. for a while, and we had the guy fix it. But the thing was, he never fixed the inside of the house mm-hmm. or the apartment. Sure. So I got tired of waiting on him. So I said, you know what? Because the the roof, the ceiling started peeling and stuff like that. The paint, because the paint started peeling from all yeah. that moisture from mm-hmm. coming inside. So I said, you know what? I'll do this shit myself. So I took all that stuff down, started sanding the ceiling down good, I started refixing the areas where the roof had went bad at, and sealing it all up. That's what I was doing today, most for the most part. And you know, I have to move stuff around and try to. Cover stuff up so stuff doesn't get become messy and stuff like that. Just if anybody knows about repairing stuff, that's the type of shit you have to do. So mm-hmm. as I was finishing this up, right when I got to the end, I went to turn off the light switch. The light switch didn't turn off. Uh-oh. Like, huh. That's that's not good. I tried to turn it off again. Still didn't turn it off. I said maybe 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 it's just maybe it's just a little loose. Maybe I need to maybe I just try it one more time. I tried it the last time. The light switch went completely inside the socket. So I said, "Oh fuck, I need to get a light switch because I can't just have this light on all night." You could have just you could have disconnected the light, but yeah, a switch. I'm just trying to figure out what went wrong. Like the switch worked. I mean, the light worked before. Yes. And the, and the light was in a globe. I didn't want to take that shit off. That shit's a mess. <laughs> to take off like one of those fancy globes. And it's a bedroom light, so I had, to, I had to fix it. So, fortunately, there's a dollar store like five minutes away from me. Nice. Like less than, and they sell light switches for like a dollar fifty. Yeah. So I said, I'll just go there real quick, get a light switch, and I'll change the um the little covering for it as well. So I go there, get a light switch, come back. So let me do this real quick. So I said, before I before I you know take this. Before I actually change the light switch, let me just take the cover off 
to see how bad it, what what exactly happened. Maybe the thing just came off, and, and the you know little metal that holds the light switch in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that broke, and I need to adjust that or something like that. So <clears throat> I took the cover off, and the thing exploded, <laughs> like straight up exploded. You shorted apparently, it out somewhere. Yeah, apparently when I took it off, the switch was holding on to a thread. And yeah. that shit just fell right off. Must and that's what caused it. Cross your wires. And that's what caused it to, to, to kind of yeah. explode. And yep. then, you know, I've done that with a light fixture before. Scary. Yeah, yeah. And my kids are freaking out, like, oh, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, they're like, you're not scared? Like, nah, I've been through shit like this before. It was almost like a, a, a home improvement, Tim the Two Man Taylor <laughs> moment where I'm like, it's just this big ass explosion come out. And I'm just like, all right, this guess this is what happening. Yeah, they're like they're terrified. They're freaking out. Like, no, nah, this is fine. This is just what happens. And so I had the the, the breaker was already out. So the breaker already went out because that's what breakers do. So I just took it off, put the new one. Worked perfectly. Nice. Yeah. I just yeah, it, it once was, I bought a house, nice. I keep I have a box of switches. You just you you know you're gonna replace them. Yeah, you just and they're so cheap. I just have like a box of yeah. like 10 switches. <laughs> like just at any moment, if I need to switch, I've got one. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, a, a good thing to do. Have those types some of grown man, there. you know, advice shit. Just get yourself a box yeah. of switches. Don't buy one switch. Switches and um, little outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Receptacles. And also, also very important. Learn how to fix that shit. I mean, so you don't have to pay somebody to fix it for you. Oh, of course. You should hard. never, you should never pay anybody to, change a switch that's basic circuitry you learn yeah. how to do that shit in like sixth grade it's very simple but very turn the power off don't go you know sticking your turn hand in receptacle off. boxes like delvin yeah <laughs> don't go don't go checking the, cut the power off first then check the thing yeah but yeah do that <clears throat> but yeah otherwise that has been a, a kind of slow week you know doing the normal things i do going on dates and having fun and stuff like that and oh yeah this week's my birthday, Ooh, so they're birthday. planning something for me. I don't know what the fuck. Thank you. I don't know what they're planning. They're like, hey, Saturday or Sunday, just don't plan anything. So I like, I don't, I have don't any plan plans. nothing. And both yeah, days? So Shit. Nice both days. I'm like, yeah. So they're planning something. And WrestleMania is this week, so I'm excited for night two of WrestleMania. Not night one? So yeah. It's, I don't know. Well, let me rephrase. Oh, yeah, I guess I am a little bit. I'm, I I want to see... The John Cena match in Austin Theory, because I'm curious yeah. how that goes. Yeah. I'm excited for the card. I think the build of- I think the build has been good. I watch both nights. Um Yeah, it, it feels like it honestly feels like it's already here. You know, yeah. like it, kind of in my head I still think it's like a month away. But no, it's this weekend. It's coming up. It's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. I think this is has potential to be a really good WrestleMania. Even even if I think some of the builds weren't necessarily good, the matches look great. Yeah, I think the on paper it looks Usos, really good. I think Usos the thing that I'm wrestling Kevin with Owens. in my head is I feel like I I know the outcome of a lot of things, and I've always been yeah. wary of thinking that because in WWE they often try to swerve you. I just yeah. don't see how many swerves you can do here. Like it's like this yeah, is this one. This doesn't feel like the swerve show. This feels like the show that. It almost like it needs to happen. 
like yeah, the way that I we think, expect it to go down. And I think that's kind of the problem I see with this one because a lot of the a lot of the outcomes I can kind of figure out. Like, yeah, okay. it's gonna well, be and it, cool it to watch seem, the matches, but yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of heels are going to go over, which is an interesting. It seems like a lot of baby faces. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and the ones that are, aren't baby faces might turn baby faces during the match anyway. So it's like okay, and like, like real Seth, Seth is a heel, but. Against Logan, he's not is he? Really a heel anymore. But I mean, but yeah, even in his heel. match, is he is he the heel? He's not really the heel in yeah. his match. Yeah. But I think that'll be like one easy heel win. They'll give Seth one. That's why I'm I'm like, you make a lot of good points. You think Edge is going to go over? I'm not like 100 percent sure, because it's like that could, could be another one that they just like you know try to get yeah. a surprise out of. Because it just doesn't look like we're going to have a whole lot of matches that are going to be surprising. Yeah. But that, I think that's fine as long as it's entertaining. Of course. I mean, every wrestling you know, like, outcome is fine as long as it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, the is it, I think it's the Intercontinental match. Match looks like it's going to be really good. The triple mm-hmm. threat. Yep. That should be really good. Gunther's keeping that belt. Uh, oh, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. He's keeping that I belt. Think, I, think, I think Sheamus might win it. I think he might win it by pinning Drew. And that mm. way, Gunther doesn't really lose the belt. And Gunther has all the momentum. I mean, like he's really elevated the belt and the card, and he's been he's been putting on great showcases. I mean, I wouldn't mind them rewarding Sheamus. Sheamus has done really good work uh, as well, but I still Sheamus doesn't need the belt. I I think they're gonna do do it because they keep mentioning him. Honestly, the if they were gonna change the belt, I'd put it on Drew. He actually could use could he could use the belt. Yeah, he probably could use the belt. He probably could. But anyway. I think I think they want Sheamus to become the. Um, it's not. It's not called Triple Crown. Yeah, I don't one know. of the Grand Slam. had all the belts. Grand Slam, I think, think Grand it is. Slam. Yeah, yeah. Be good for him, I but guess. Yeah. That belt sucks. I, I they, need, they need to go back to the old belt. I think they are going to start changing the belts. They they've been mentioning that a multitude of times. Dirt sheets, man. You are all about the dirt sheets. I always worry about <laughs> you because you were so glued into what everybody's saying about backstage that I think it throws off your expectations of what to expect on stage. Uh, sometimes. And personally, uh, also, I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Personally, I think that's why you really like AEW. I think a lot of people that like AEW like that too. It's honestly, it's like, yes, it's like they were conditioned in the attitude era to follow that like rumor mill. And because AEW like so openly, embraces that like they like that more so like that's the brand that they gravitate yeah, that's true yeah that's why i, I call I all marks like, wrestling <laughs> i also like baby faces like that's always been my thing i like to get the the white meat baby faces like the john cena's the cody rose i when cody rose was in aw yeah. i love cody rose those are like my guys sting yeah yeah i like some heels but it's not like i'm, I'm more of a baby face type guy i like the yeah and that's what made the like strong that. style great because i'm polar opposite I wanted, yeah, like to beat up, I wanted to beat up all those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the Brock Lesnar match where they just suplex that dude like 50 times. I that, was like, do it again. That was great. <laughs> that was a great match. I love. That's one of my favorite matches, by the way. It was good. Because it's so unexpected. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you, Donnie, how do you like Resident Evil so far? I love it. I mean, I, if anybody didn't listen to Shaq, I'm, it's amazing. Um, I haven't had a chance to play since Sunday. Uh, which is typically like the par for the course. Like I don't, because of the podcast, 
so like because I podcast on Wednesday nights and because I podcast on Sunday mornings, a lot of times my Wednesdays I spend preparing for the podcast and I usually do like Shaq knows some questions like on Friday. So when I'm kind of doing the podcast, I kind of don't play games because I'm like, I'm having a lot of video games, right? So like when I'm recording Wednesday nights, I don't play. I usually don't play on Thursdays because it's like I just spend all night talking about video games. So I kind of want to break. So like the only time that I feel like I play now are like Fridays, Saturdays, maybe like Mondays. So um, I haven't played since Sunday. And um, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's incredible. It's it's easily my game of the year so far. If people, I mean, I, that's a thing that like we do. Um, I haven't even finished yet. I just it, I've loved this game for a long time. I think most people know that about me. Um, but this remake is making me feel like I'm playing it again for the first time, and that is the special part, and that's why I'm loving it so I much. Agree. Just the yeah, the fluidity of was my favorite combat and the movement mechanics that they added to it just make me feel like I'm playing it like like it that's not how it originally played but like in my mind's eye while I'm playing it that's what it feels like I'm like yeah this is just Resident Evil 4 but it's not I've played the you know I've played the old version so many times I know it's not but it's so good man it's so good and then it it looks incredible that might just be a PC thing I'm playing on PC and on my PC it looks amazing and um, I'm just digging it. I'm having a lot of fun. I just think it's they. This is far better than the Resident Evil Two and Three remake, in my opinion. Far better. I agree. It's I more agree. I true. I thought I would be a little biased because Resident Evil Four is my favorite one of all out the series. Like the, that's the reason why I had a GameCube and loved the GameCube because of Resident Evil Four. Yeah. So I thought I, I, I figured like, man, I maybe maybe I'm being a little biased, but now this is excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I played it on. Uh, I played it on Wii. It was the first time I ever beat the game. I'm pretty sure I probably had it oh. on GameCube because I always got Resident Evil everything. But I was, I, I believe, I was a little late to the GameCube because I had like a Dreamcast and stuff. I remember I played Code Veronica on Dreamcast. And I played Resident Evil Three on PlayStation, so I was kind of bouncing around at that time. Um, but I, I beat that game on Wii. So, in, and in my mind, every time I think of Resident Evil Four, I think of Wii. I think of the motion controls, and I think of the pointer controls, all of which I think made that game infinitely better to play. I've said that for years. Um, but now this is the definitive way to play it. And before I played, like Resident Evil 3 used to be my favorite Resident Evil game. And the remake is good, but it's not like Resident Evil 3. Like the remake of Resident Evil 3 just kind of feels like a whole separate game. It's like a, just a different yeah, kind of game. Different. Right. It's almost like a game inspired by Resident Evil 3, but it's not Resident Evil 3. This feels, this is Resident Evil 4. This isn't like a reimagining or like, this is just like the core. I know they've changed some stuff, but the core of it's there. Like, this is Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like the definitive modern way of playing Resident Evil 4. And it really makes me want like Metal Gear. <laughs> like I'm playing and I'm just like, <laughs> how good would Twin Snakes be like this? You know, like, how good would a Metal Gear remake be if it was like this? It'd be amazing. I agree. So. I agree. I hope they I hope they finally get down to doing that. It, it, we need it. We really need it. Like, so many people have been asking for it. And us getting Silent Hills 2 is a pretty good sign. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's coming. Silent Hills, I think we can get better. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing something Metal Gear. I mean, it's going to be Metal Gear 3, but I'm hoping that leads to more. 
but yeah, no, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know anything else more to say about it. Um, outside of the fact that I'm just digging it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's, it's running flawlessly on PC for me. What, what chapter are you on? I think nine. Oh, you're far in it then. Like nine or 10, I think. I mean, I got the first two days I played it. I mean, I sat down and I got a few, I got some hours into it. So I got to got play it some. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've got Ashley, um, in the church, like I'm beyond the lake, I fought the monster. Like, you know, I've, yeah, I'm doing the things, doing the things. It's great. It looks good. It plays good. I like the attention to detail, the little elements of the story they added to it to make it kind of flesh it out more. And I think Resident Evil 4 always had a pretty good story, but they've mm-hmm. added little details and little other things into it to make it look better, feel better, and kind of match up. Like when you, anytime you meet, I think it's Salazar. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's cool and stuff like that, and I, and I love it. It's just great. It, it it feels new yet very familiar. That's that's the thing. That's the only way that I can. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it's redundant at this point because God, the reviews came out for this game like two or three weeks ago, so it just feels like old news. But I mean, that's why I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about it because it just feels like everybody's already played it. But I mean, to me, it feels like I'm playing. So I said in check. It feels like I'm playing one of my favorite games ever for the first time again. That's what it feels like to me. I'm like, I am playing a game that I've played a, a bunch on so many different systems. GameCube, Wii, Switch, PC. Uh, I think even have the Xbox version. Uh, I've I've played this game so many different times, but it feels like I'm playing it again for the first time. Um, and that's that's like a special magic, right? Like not every remake or remaster can get you there, but this one did. And um, like so for that regard... I'm going to set and check. It may be like a big blanket statement, but I mean, I, I think with a remake, it's real easy to like come to like finality, like on where you sit on things. I think it's my favorite remake ever. <laughs> I have to sit back and think about it. I mean, but like, yeah, just, this has got to be right at the top of that list because the, because the source code, the original source is so good, right? They've all, in my opinion, they've only improved upon it. They've taken something that was great and they've only made it better. I have no qualms. I have no issues with it. I'm trying to think of any other remakes that I can think of that we put on that that pedestal. I can't think of any. Two was really good. And I, I didn't like I put that there. I mean, I didn't mind two. Don't get me wrong. I played it. I thought it was great. I didn't like two as much as I feel like I liked the original. You know, it's Hold a different the, era. The first right? remake? Like, those remakes don't feel like the originals. Right? Where this does feel like yes. the original. And I think that's my holdup. That's the thing that gives me yeah. pause. That, that was my thing with Nemesis, right? Like Nemesis is is Resident Evil 3, but does it play? Does it feel like I'm playing Resident Evil 3? No, it did not. It felt like I was playing a new game, right? I think that at least with 2 and 3, they were trying to match the same feel as this one. Of course. They were, kind of yeah. so they they all were bringing the them, they were making them modern. But in yes. doing that, I lost some of the nostalgia. That's that's the thing, yeah. Whereas it's and, still intact here. Yeah, because this one was closer to being modern in the first place. I wonder how five's going to do if they do five, which I think they're going to do five. I wonder how that was going to. I think out. they'll do Code Veronica next. That's the what I want. Or Revelations, I could see them doing a remaster of Revelations. That could be cool too. I don't know if they want to touch Veronica five. Is so Code Veronica is so different. From the other game and obscure, I would love this. Well, Veronica yeah, is like would, the sequel to two, right? Yes, 
So that's a, that's a real big reason, like just lore wise, to bring it forward. If they're if they're going to keep remaking these and they're selling well, it's like they're making money off of this. So while they're you know scoping Resident Evil Nine or whatever, you know if they're gonna if they're gonna put out another remake, if that's on their to do list, then I would think Veronica would make sense. And I think it's because it's lesser known and maybe lesser played. There might be more interest in buying it from people now. I would think so, yeah, because it was. I hope um, so. Was it on the Dreamcast? I played on Dreamcast. I don't. That's yeah. the only time I ever played Veronica was on Dreamcast. I think and the reason I know that is I traded my PS2 for a Dreamcast, which at the time people thought I was crazy. <laughs> that's a, what are you well, doing? <laughs> but I, um, but I was into the Dreamcast games, and a big part of it was Veronica. That was a big reason why I, I got the Dreamcast. I was too. I, and I think sports I games. I might have did the same thing. It was the Dreamcast, and it was the Veronica and sports games. I really dug sports games, so I had. I went from PS2 to Dreamcast, which I think most people went the opposite way. And I remember when I traded in, like, and I, you, you know, I've told these stories countless amount of time. By the time I was there, I was late, right? Like, I was late to Dreamcast. So, like, Dreamcast is, they were like 60 bucks. They were dirt cheap. Like, they weren't anything. I traded in my PlayStation 2 and a couple games, and I walked out of there with a Dreamcast with like four controllers and like 12 games. Like, I had all kinds of stuff, you know? Sound about right. Dreamcast yeah. is a great system. It's a really great system. Oh, Ryan's here with some actual corrections. He says, we know Revelations 3 is on the NVIDIA leak. Do we know? I don't know. <laughs> um, but he said Do he would love huh? Code Veronica. So, yeah, it looks like Revelations might be might be up next. I remember that leak, but I don't remember all the things that are on it. I quit trying to remember. I like the Revelations game, so, yeah. I'll be yeah, they're really that. good. Uh-oh. They're really good. How are you looking? Oh, I love it. It's great. It, it's so familiar, yet it's fun. I like when you see the guy who had the, the guy who's the gun dealer. He says different things. I like to listen to the random things he say now. Gotcha. I also I, I messed up. Well, I didn't mess up. They messed up. <laughs> when I downloaded when the game downloaded to my system, for some reason it didn't download the DLC. Mm-hmm. Like none of my DLC, so I'm playing the game, and I get to the deal like what? And I get to the safe. I'm like, where the hell is all my guns? And now I'm thinking to myself, did I buy the deluxe version? And I forgot I bought the deluxe version. And then I want to say a couple of days later, I see like a download, and the download was all my DLC stuff. Oh, that's weird. I was gonna ask you if I, you bought it because I bought it. I bought some stuff. I bought a treasure map and I bought a shotgun, which I've already gotten rid of, yes. and already replaced. But I, I just wanted—I got a deal in this game. I pre-ordered this game for like forty bucks, so I just kind of wanted to throw them a couple extra dollars. I was like, "Yeah, here you go." That's a great deal. So when I, by the time I, fa- I I opened up the treasure chest and stuff, my my actual DLC stuff, and I'm like, I already got guns more powerful than this. I don't need this shit. Yeah, yeah. I think they give you like the sawed-off shotgun and something else. Yeah, I bought that and I'm I sold like, it. I sold most stuff. I've got RPG. I've got uh, I've got the Red Nine. I've got yeah, good stuff. Yeah, but it's fun. I'm having more I fun, like honestly, kicking people in the head. Like I'm having way more fun with the with the melee. Combat. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> another thing about it. The melee is really good. They they keep trying to get me to get like the the bolt thing, and they keep trying to get me with the rifle. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> like I'm gonna you shotgun you in the knee, and I'm gonna roundhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, so. you can stealth kill people, which I like a lot. I also like. Have yeah, you? Ever, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I, I do that, and I also like to parry with the knife. 
Yeah, the parry is nice. Everybody's liking that a lot. Yeah. I like it when they throw stuff at you. Like they throw axes at you and you hit that parry real quick. That's really cool. It made me because when I originally played Resident Evil 4, the knife is useless. You (laughs) stepping on bear traps? I still am fucking that up. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's like... It's like... (laughs) And the sad part is like we know they're there. But we still hit. I'm like, oh god! I just, I feel let down with myself. It's like I'm disappointed. Like you know, it's like I'm not Every mad. Time. I'm just, I'm just disappointed, Donnie. Like just look, look, for, quit just running as fast as you can going forward. Like quit doing. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, every time. And so one time I did it, a chainsaw guy was coming, and I just started panicking. <laughs> I am remembering um, the puzzles, and. Um, that's a good part about this game. I like I like the puzzles and the little collectathon that you got to do to to get some of them. It's fun. I'm having fun doing yeah, it. Every time fun. I get stumped on it's one, great. I'm like pulling up my browser. And I'm like, I want to go do this. Like I'm taking the time. I'm like, ah, I want to figure this out. Like I know I can skip it, but I don't want to. Only thing I don't try to figure out is the um, the padlocks. Yeah. Like fuck this. Just tell me what the padlocks <laughs> the combination is. I'm not doing all this shit. <laughs> Everything else I'll figure out, but the padlock, nah. The treasure map helps. Like being able to look at the map and be like, oh, there's there's a jewel somewhere around here. You'll find it. Else. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That helps a lot. Yep. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the game. I'm digging it, man. So, Donnie, hit us mm. with some news. Man, you can't just spring it on me like that. I wasn't even ready with that yeah, at all. Yeah. Dev does a better job yeah. setting me up that. You know, I didn't talk to you that I watched that yeah. night knock at the cabin movie. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, with the Batista movie. It's on, um, I don't know, it's on Peacock or something. We watched it. How did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Really interesting. As always, yeah. My wife spent the entire time trying to find the twist. And then, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but then she was just like, this this, this can't be it. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was the Maybe twist. that's the twist. Yeah. Uh, but I, I dug it. Yeah, I dug it a lot. I think it was very topical for today. Oh, my God. Can you hear that? Yeah. No. Dude, my son's driving me nuts with this. He, I don't hear it at all. He's gotten into Sea of Thieves so hard. Oh. So hard. And hang on a second. I'm going to go try to turn this off. Him and his buddies have gotten to Sea of Thieves. It was hilarious, actually. Last week... He and his buddies had saved up a bunch of money, like 40 chests, and somebody came and robbed them and took all their money. They spent like they spent like five or six hours hoarding all this gold, and somebody just came and took it. Just took it. Jacked them. Oh, man, it was hilarious. He was in tears. He was crying. And I was just laughing and laughing, just enjoying his, his misery. And my wife was like, how are you going to laugh at him? I was like, it's called Sea of Thieves. Like, yeah, I told him not to play that game. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. So he's vowed. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna get good at it. And I'm gonna go get it back. I'm like, as you should. Um, yeah. But the problem is now when I'm at my computer, I'm getting all of his damn messages constantly. Uh-huh. As they're trying to squat up and everything, I'm getting constant notifications on my desktop, just Bing, Bing, Bing. And I'm trying to talk to each other. I'm like, oh my god, stop sending me messages. I'm gonna damn uninstall. I'm going to uninstall Game Pass. <laughs> it's just they're driving me nuts. Get off my computer. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I liked the Knock of the Cabin movie, and then I loved John Wick. 
I went and saw John Wick. So I was watching a bunch of movies, and John Wick was amazing. I want to see John Wick, but John Wick was incredible. It. it was incredible. So There's a lot of video game like inspiration that's like clearly there. It's an absolute gorgeous movie, and I mean, if you're into like action choreography and stuff, I mean, it is a just a fest overflowing like there's like a, a fight scene that i f- felt like it was like 25 minutes just non-stop like, it just lasts forever it just keeps going like what is That's happening great. um it's really really good i enjoyed it a lot but yeah we can uh, get to the news so i'll uh dig one out of the old bag hey psvg this is jesse from the last was part two what's happening this week in video games thank you jesse um, starting our news, uh, we got an update on the X- Xbox Activision Blizzard King deal where the, the CMA released a, the CMA released a statement saying that, uh, they're basically going to approve of the deal that they they no longer think that this is going to cause an anti competition issue, at least in the console market. And then piggybacking off of that, the Japan's regulatory approval board has also approved the deal. So it looks like we can finally set our sights to the end here. And it looks like people are going to finally start approving this thing. And hopefully it'll go through eventually. Thank God. Yeah. I'm so ready. To... <laughs> They've been a beat long us road. I feel like people who were against this deal is like, just get it. Over. <laughs> we don't care. Just move, get it over with. Move on so we can get some games and get this out of our life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully that'll we'll get some resolution on that either one way or the other going soon. Um, oh, as we turn our attention over towards LA, uh, we found out a few days ago that Ubisoft has backed out of E3 um, weeks before, announcing that it would be leaving the Expo and will instead hold a Ubisoft Forward live event on June 12th. Um, Reed Pop did not respond to uh, did not respond with comment immediately after that, but since then, Sega and Tencent also have left E3 and rumors are now swirling that E3 will be canceled. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing that shit. They, they all collectively just said, no, we're, we're, we're okay. I'm and the, it part, the part that I'm most interested in is I would like to know who was first. Like was Ubisoft first or do Ubisoft hear like start hearing that other people were going to do it. And so they pulled two. Probably so. Probably the latter. Yeah, I'm like thinking once, so. Yeah. Once, and we already knew this, once Sony and Microsoft said, we're not doing this, and Nintendo kind of said the same thing. And, you know, previous No, I disagree years, with you they, there. They I, don't, doing it. I think they could have done the show without all three of them. I agree uh, they could have, have. It wouldn't have been as big, but, like, Ubisoft typically, like, is everywhere all the time. They support everything. So I'm thinking, I don't think Ubisoft, like, led the way here. Like, they may have, they may have broke first, I imagine news like this is harder to keep in Ubisoft than others. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm thinking that other people were probably pulling out and, or maybe like, maybe read pop was like, this may not make it. So now companies are like, so we're just going to go ahead and publicly announce that we're being canceled. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to do that when you have, like I said, when the big three are not there and they're not, and it feels like they're not only they're not there. Cause usually when they, when they're not there, they always still show stuff that's going to be on there anyway. Like, yeah, and they were. Microsoft still will. They're going to have the showcase that day. Yeah. So it's it's now like, uh, if everybody can just do their own showcase anyway, what do we need E3 for? We can just kind of just do our own thing. 
And that's kind of what it's kind of breaking down to, which is unfortunate because I like E3 a lot. Maybe they can just change up the format and bring it back a different type of way, make it just the a game fest thing or something different. I think that's what they were trying to do. I wonder if they'll ever partner with Jeff. It seems like Jeff has the ability to coordinate with folks maybe better. I don't know if it's over, but I mean, it has felt like it's been over for years. It, yeah, it, this feels like. They keep trying and it never makes it. So it's just like, I mean, I've long, I've just adopted that it's what I remember E3 being and love is just gone and dead. And I'm just over trying to resurrect yeah. it or make any points to bring it back. I'm just, I'm over it. Yeah. Summer's Games Fest is kind of E3 now. And that sucks because it's not that great. But I, agree. I will but, be there whenever Xbox has a showcase or Devolver, Ubisoft. I'll continue to watch the shows that I watched anyway. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, yesterday, Nintendo showed off some Zelda gameplay. Did you see any of that? I did. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. So? I'm surprised how good it looks. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't be surprised. I know I give Zelda Breath of the Wild shit, but I know it's a great game. I know people mm. like it, and it looks beautiful. And it looks like um, this is just gonna follow that same kind of trajectory. So. I think people should be very excited for it. Dev will be happy to know that weapons still break. Yes, he will be. Very yep. excited to know that. Everybody's going to be so excited. Um, as, they, they, as they should break, by the way. Like, you know, why switch up things that kind of people got used to and brought you to the dance? That's what makes Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild. That's what, So why switch it up now? It, no, I agree. It should be like that. They announced the Switch OLED that's been rumored and leaked for months now. We'll ship in late April and they've also announced they're launching a pro controller in a case that'll come out in the same day with the game and the amiibo did you see what, what I posted in Nintendo Shack I did not I did see how it looks though beat em ups already has a console there's a YouTuber oh, that has a console they've gotten it by nefarious means but they legit have the whole console they've unboxed it and everything wow so people are always and I say people I, I'm referring to when this happened, Rebecca was like, how would people have it early? You know, and, and I only say that to bring up the point that a lot of people think that there's a lot of people that are like, why would they be showing it now? Why would it be leaking now? And the point is that when you have consoles like these, the manufacturing process is much earlier than I think people give respect for. They have to yeah. start building them. You can't just make them like two weeks before you expect them to go out way or a month earlier. before. Yeah. It's way earlier than that. That's typically how we get leaks with phones, with, the iPads with Chromebooks with computers. It's yeah. why we get leaks is because people start building them. They start mass manufacturing them months in advance. So they can have enough for the, for the demand of it simply. So that's, that's a lot they like build up. So yeah. Makes yeah they sense. got the whole damn console. Um, I think Zelda looked really good. I'm, I'm not super enamored with the gameplay demonstration personally on a couple fronts. Um, I mean, I'm still very excited to play it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to play it. Because I love Zelda games. Uh, it does look mostly like exactly the same, just performance and technical-wise. Like, it's very muddy and edgy in places, just even in the gameplay demonstration. So if there was anybody out there hoping that, you know, they had made any improvements, like, visually or performance-wise, it doesn't really look like there's been much there. And I'm yeah. just going off of what I saw, like, based on my eye. It looks pretty much the same. Now, this crafting mechanic that everybody's enamored with, um, I don't know, it didn't really... I'm I'm not I'm like I'm just kind of indifferent to it. Like I'm not excited for it. I don't think it's bad. 
but like a lot of people are really excited that you know like they're like i can't wait to see what all the combinations are i don't think i've ever played a game where i'm like that i'm like i can't wait to experiment that's just not for me it never has been so that part i don't think resonated with me maybe in the same way it did with so many other people i was like okay i guess i will see right i i i get the, the how people want to like craft and things like that and make their own things because you know i I do it with WWE 2K. <laughs> Customization is all about that. So I kind of get how people can get into that. It's just. I think it's very impressive. I was impressed with what I saw. Yeah. Impressive. I was like, wow, that's that's a whole lot of logic that they're putting into the game. My thing is more like I didn't necessarily, I didn't think, I didn't find the, like the solution that they're doing it, like how they're doing it just didn't feel very elegant. Like it's, it's cool that they're doing it like in real time and then it follows the game logic. So there's like, there's some stuff there, like some, engineering logic that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But also like you watch the demo, right? I saw some of it. I didn't watch the So whole Link thing. is literally just like duct taping shit together. You know, like yeah. he just like grabs a mushroom and sticks it on the shield and it it literally is just a mushroom sticking on the shield. Or a rock. There's like just a little boulder sticking off the side of the shield. I was just like, couldn't we craft like a stone shield? Like why does it just gotta be it's just it looks silly. There's like a silliness to it that it looks that like in just in appearance, in appearance, I'm going to be walking around with Link with all this shit sticking off the side of his head and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if that's what I want from my Zelda games, but I don't have to do it. Right. Like, that's the thing is I probably don't have to do it. I can kind of choose how much I want to participate in that sort of thing. But that's my next question. Do you think doing it the way you're saying, like, you know, making the stone shield fits with the aesthetics of Breath of the Wild? I think it I think it would have fit a lot better than literally just like sticking an item together. Sticking mushrooms and stuff on the shield. I'm talking about like just an appearance, right? Like it yeah, literally is just it. stuck on there. Like I would have I would have yeah. preferred so I, I like survival craft games. And in the games that I've enjoyed, I like, you know, I'm more traditional. Go to the workbench, item B plus item A makes item C is a new item. It's not just item B with item A stuck to the side of it. Like that was just kind of like this Lego connects kind of approach. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how, how that's going to sit with me. Maybe I'll love it. I'm I'm remaining yeah. open-minded to it. Just the look of it. Silly is the only real word I can come up with. It just makes me feel, it makes it feel silly. I'm like, I want my, I want Link and Zelda's things to have more weight, maybe a bit more grounded than that. Um, not that, I mean, Zelda has been a, definitely a silly game at several times in its existence, but it's not exactly the like the look or the tone that I was hoping for. But again, I'm I'm making wide sweeping comments over a few minutes of footage. Who knows? You know. Yeah. But you know, this is I always felt like the Zelda game, at least Breath of the Wild in this one, you have to kind of play it to experience it. So yeah, the, yeah like and the I demos agree. and stuff like that, that don't matter really to me because once you get into the world and you're experiencing it and you're getting that full sensation of everything that's going on, then you kind of get the real feel of what the game is and putting all these mechanics together. So us watching it like kind of feels a little silly, but once we get in there, we start doing like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. So We'll see. I say give us... I mean, I can tell you from weeks of Nintendo Shack, we've gotten countless amount of questions about vehicle crafting. So people are excited for this. Like, people want to build stuff. And if you are one of those people, then I think you've got to be like over the moon excited for what you saw from Anuma. I'm not one of those people. I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not building fortresses and all that. Like that's, you know, I don't want to play Fortnite build. I don't want to play Minecraft. You know, I want to play Zelda. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how I, that's the first thing that I've seen so far that I think might could divide some people. There's a lot of people that are expecting that this is just game of the year, just automatically it's going to be game of the year because Breath of the Wild was so great and it's a Zelda game, right? Like this is the first time where I'm like, that might not sit well with people. Like actually I could see something like that turning some people off. Not that it matters, you know? Yeah. But but for me, I'm just, we'll see. Yeah. I, I think the key to it is it may turn some gamers off, but will it turn off reviewers? Dude, he That's just put, I actually see it the opposite. I think it would turn reviewers off, but not gamers. I think there's a oh. large swath of players that are like, I think like somebody like Jack, somebody who's used to Roblox and Fort and mine, like he might, he might love this game. Like this might be his favorite game ever. Now, some 35 year old, you know, typing on their Mac at a Starbucks that grew up in Ocarina of Time, that may not, <laughs> it may not sit as, as well with those with that demographic, I don't know, but we're we're. I mean, I mean, it's just speculation. But like, yeah. in the demo, he grabs a branch, right, and he's fighting with a branch, and he just grabs a boulder that's like so big you can't move it, and then they just attach it, and now the boulder isn't as big as it was. Now it's this little boulder, and you have a stick with a stone on the end of it, and they're like, "It's a hammer." I'm like, "No, but it's not though, right? It's not a hammer. <laughs> like the hammer is the hammer." There's a reason why you made a hammer. That's the hammer. Um, that's the part of it that I was just like, oh, I guess. And I, I saw people are very excited for, for their extending poles. And he has like this super long spear. And they're like, isn't it cool? I'm like, oh, that's what I think so. No. So. Hopefully you like it. I'm not saying I'm not going to. I mean, I love <laughs> I, I have loved every Zelda game I've ever played not named Majora's Mask. So I'm expecting I was still like, I'm pretty sure I'll still, I'm very excited about the game. It's just this aspect of the game. I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled to see like there was this much to it. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it reminds me of a conversation I had with my son not too long ago. And also he, by the way, he, he's very happy because you said you liked him on PSXP. I mean, oh, yeah, I anything. did enjoy the show. It was great. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. 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 But, um, he was asking me, I forgot what game he was asked about. He was like, all right, I know what it was. It was Resident Evil. He said, are you excited for Resident Evil this week? I'm like, oh, nah. He's like, why not? He's, and I was like, I just, I think I've gotten to that point in my life where I don't really get excited for games. I just get, I just get when I'm there and I'm playing it, then I'm enjoying it. But that whole thing where I was like, you know, over the moon and excited. Like, oh, I can't wait to play the 12. That hype, I don't yeah. think, I don't, I, it might not be there anymore. And I'm not saying I don't want to play the game. Well, I'm not excited for it. It's just more like I'm just more measured about it now than yeah, I was in previous years. Yeah, even keel. Like, you know, I remember when The Last of Us 2 came out. I couldn't wait for The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Right. Last of Us 1 the same way. Now it's kind of like, huh? when it comes, it comes. Like Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2, I'm excited for it, but I'm not counting the days down, losing my losing sleep over it like I used to at one point in time. Maybe that's just the side of me getting older. Could be. Yeah, and it may it just may not be that special game, right? Not everybody feels about that way about every game, and if maybe that one game comes along, you know, that might get you. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe, maybe. I'm definitely not feeling the same way I was feeling about Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, I was consuming everything. Like I saw that, and I'm like, okay, we'll see. 
Like I didn't I didn't go yeah, and look at what for for a while. I haven't like watched what YouTube people thought about it. I haven't listened to podcasts. Like I'm not interested in really, you know, what they're saying about it outside of just I saw it and this is like the kind of the new approach that they're going with. And we'll see. We'll see if it we'll see if it works. Speaking of Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 Remake has had the series' second best launch ever. They've shipped 3 million copies in two days. Only Resident Evil 6 sold faster. That's impressive. Yep. Really impressive. I was expecting that. This game has looked good for a long time. Yeah. It's a special game. I imagine this will be the the series seller. Like, this will set the highest sell. It'll have a long tail. Resident Evil will do very well for a while. So Yeah, I think we'll this see. one will be the one. This is the one people are waiting for. Yeah, this is the one. Um, PlayStation Plus Essential Games have leaked, and in April you can play Tales of Iron, Meet Your Maker, and Sackboy Big Adventure. Everybody play Sackboy. Sackboy Big Adventure is a great game. Great game. Everybody Excellent game. One. Yep. Heard Tales of Iron is really good, too. I don't know what those other two games are. <laughs> I didn't look at them. I was like, okay. Meet Your Maker is a, um, I can't remember what it is. It's a new game, though. It's okay. debuting on uh, PlayStation Plus Extra, so people can check that one out. Cool. Um, wait a minute. Is that that game? Is that that tower defense game? From the yes. Dead by Daylight people? I do know that game. I don't know the other game. Um, Volition has shared a post-launch roadmap for Saints Row, the reboot. Um, this was supposed to be promised kind of like last year, and it just kind of went dark and silent, and a lot of people have been tweeting at them like in anger because they bought season passes, and there's no content, and they don't know when it's coming. Well, they finally spoke up. So in April, in Saints Row, you'll get Dead Island cosmetics. So you can do Dead Island stuff in Saints Row. And then in May, you will get the first of two new map districts, which will have world encounters and new activities. Um, it's called Sunshine Springs. It'll be free to all players and arrives alongside a new photo mode, an overhauled combat system, and other additions and tweaks that they've made to the game since. Uh, in May, they'll also have the Heist and the Hazardous, the first of three content drops for Saints Row, the Expansion Pass featuring new story missions, events, new cosmetics, and more. And then the second expansion is a solo mode that Volition calls Doc Ketchum's Murder Circus, and it'll arrive in July with uh, another free update with more features and improvements. And then the last update is scheduled to come out in August. It's currently unnamed. So you've got a Summer of Saints Row if you still got that game and you want to play it. Yeah, that's good for people who want to play it, who are still playing it. And, uh, I was, I, I want to say enjoy, but I probably better say, better off saying tolerate it. <laughs> I want to go back to it. I had a lot of fun. I haven't played it much because it's on my Xbox and I just haven't been playing on my console a whole lot. I, I haven't played it because after the first few times I played it, it felt so generic and janky. I like I can, I can wait on this till they fix it. And it's not it's not on Steam. I think it's only on Epic. So I want to so. play I want to play it on PC, but like I kind of want on Steam. I don't know if that, I doubt they'll ever put it over there, but maybe I'll get it for free on one of the Epic things or something. I typically they don't sp- I don't spend money on the Epic Game Store a whole lot. So this, I often f- I forget I even have games over there half the time. This should be a game they give to you for free on PlayStation Plus or something like that. Oh yeah. If they can. Oh yeah. And I imagine at some point it will show up. It'll show up that way. Um Microsoft has confirmed that it has ended the $1 Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass deal. 
um, with a statement saying we've stopped our previous introductory offer for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and we are evaluating different marketing promotions for new members in the future. Huh. Wonder why they stopped that. I'm assuming because they they need to start monetizing Game Pass. At some point, they're going to start you know monetizing, making more money, having less promotions, potentially raising the price. Like they've invested millions, hundreds of millions into Game Pass. At some point, they've got to start recouping. There's a lot of people that were scamming this and like the conversion deal. There's Reddit threads and stuff about how you can like keep creating new accounts and spend forty bucks to get four years of Game Pass. And so I, I'm imagining it's maybe to start closing some of those accounts? loopholes. Yeah, there's people doing all kinds of stuff just to, just to you know, save a buck. So, I, yeah, I'm not doing all that. I'm surprised this damn thing was like open as long as it's, it's been around for years. So I was, yeah, that's what I was I, pretty I shocked. It was, it was gonna be a thing. I was like, that's still a like thing. Anybody who, yeah, anybody who just signs up for Game Pass can get like the first month for free, or, like for a dollar or something like that. Just, like that's just the known thing. I would rather them have more promotions for existing Game Pass members than than new new folks because i do think i mean yeah, i like by, that idea too by all accounts game pass subscriptions have somewhat plateaued we think they're somewhere in the somewhere between 25 and maybe 40 million somewhere in there i think most people guess it at like 33 34 um so they've kind of been in the same area for a couple of years now so i think it's important that they try to find new members but i think they'll find new people with Call of Duty and with Diablo and with Hellblade and with yeah. Redfall and with Starfield. That's how you get new people. Not a buck. I would rather start being uh, like, hey, for all of you folks that are Game Pass subscribers, like we're doing a buy one, get one, or, you know, start doing stuff like that. You know, I think that would be an, a better promotion thing. Because then those yeah, people it, will start telling everybody else about how they can save for Game Pass. Or do the thing like um other companies do based on retention, like Audible. Audible does the thing, like, if you're going to leave, hey, I know you're talking about leaving. How about you go down to this tier and you keep it for three months? And it's a little cheaper for you. And then you forget about it and you keep That's it for interesting. three months, keep it for six months. It's been speculated a long time. I, I think at some point, I think they'll have, like, a free tier. That's a good idea. I think it'll be, like, streaming. It'll be, like, a handful of games or something. But I think at some point, they'll have a way for you to interact with Game Pass with, like, no friction. And I think it'll be to like get people to try it, you know, like that'll be the thing instead of the dollar, right. They'll just be like, Hey, just grab a controller, like just play, you know, put Minecraft on it. That's a good idea. I think they'll do something like that one day. Yeah. Maybe just Halo Infinite and a few other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Our last news story of the week is dude, the last of us on PC is fucking broken. (laughs) completely broken i mean it is having a rough launch and that is putting it mildly it is a mess you you um return george right yeah i refunded and i'm i love that about pc so much (laughs) it is my favorite thing about pc is that i can i can pre-order a game because i'm enthusiastic about the game because i want to show support for the game but i'm not like committed and i won't be fucked over by a publisher you know that pushed out a game that's not ready and you know this game was delayed that's like the hard part about this is they were like hey we got to delay the game and in their statements because we want this game to shine on day one 
We want it to be perfect. We don't want to have any bugs or anything like that. The game is fucking broken. It doesn't run for half of the people. It crashes constantly. Shaders take hours to play. There's so many people on Steam Deck that they're like, it doesn't even work on my Steam Deck. It's poorly optimized. It's it's just it's the opposite of the God of War for PC port. <laughs> like the God of War for Which PC port puts such a high bar for Sony games, and it seems like with every release, they're getting farther and farther and farther away from that. And now you've got this game, which is, by all accounts, an incredible game, one of the most beloved games of all time, capitalizing off the damn TV show, and the game doesn't even work. It's embarrassing. That's bad. That's really pathetic. It's pathetic. And uh, somebody who was very excited to play, again, for the 30th time, was going to play and was paid full price. And I was happy to pay full price. And uh, yeah, I returned it. And I was like, I will see you another day, I guess. This, I'll wait, this, I'll this wait for sucks. a sale. <laughs> this this sucks. Like, if you're. I, I, I just ask you, because you're one of those people. If you're a person who's like, fuck it, I don't need my PS5 no more. These games are coming to PC. Oh, yeah. How, does the, how, do, you you, how wanna, do you feel about this? Like, you might want to think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. They may come. Yeah. I'm broken as hell. Um, I'm more like I'm not really concerned about that person. The, the person I'm more concerned about is the PC player that has only ever played PC forever and watched the TV show and was excited. And there are Reddit threads of so many people excited for the PC release. Remember, they just did a trailer a couple weeks ago talking about how great it was. They're like, yes. you got all this stuff you can turn on, and it does the controller, and it does all... Dude, it's all... Like, I'm not sure if you saw in the Discord I've been posting. There's people's controllers. They're trying to plug, like, PS5 controllers in, and they constantly vibrate, and the damn lights are going on and off, and just from booting the I last one. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. And, like, the idea that, like... I don't understand. This is one of those situations where I don't understand how, how it wasn't delayed again, how they didn't ship... How it shipped like this. Clearly, it's clearly the studio knew this was broken and just they just didn't care. They're like, okay, well, we're just going to put it on the end. We'll fix it. But damn, how you don't care about The Last of Us? This is one exactly. of you don't fuck That's up. it. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. That's the point. How yeah. they just were like, yeah, we'll fix it. This isn't a game you want to fix. Right? Like, you want yeah. it to work well, like out of the gate and make a lot of money and, you know, because it's going to have a lot of attention. And PC gamers are not like console gamers. I feel like there's very few. There's much less PC gamers that are like, it's okay, everybody. Like, just give them a few weeks to patch it. That seems to be like a very console thing. PC gamers are like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> like they return exactly. their game. We're not coming back. Yeah. And they're like, they're on Steam. They're leaving reviews. They're like, I returned it. Thanks. No, thanks, Sony. I won't. Not only will I not buy this, I won't buy the next one. You know, like, that's a whole separate thing. You know, like, they're, they Those seem to be a little bit more. Nuts. They seem to be a little more cutthroat <laughs> over there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll get it. I'm not like writing. I'll get it when they fix it. I'll wait till it's twenty dollars for Steam. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna just sit on my money and let them take my money for this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'll take my money back, thanks, and I'll wait for you to fix well, it one well, day. Once I see it like twenty dollars on Steam Deck, I- I'll buy it then. They released a patch um, for it today. Um, there were people that were trying to. I was reading a Reddit thread yesterday. Um, there are people saying that one of the DLLs in the file system is really bad. It's a bad version. It's a known bad version. And if you take that same file from like Diablo or Destiny and replace it, it runs better. But it still doesn't run well. It's still janky. It's all good. And you remember I had some janky issues with my playthrough on PlayStation 5. 
Yeah, I do. I was hoping that the PC version would be really nice and clean. Like day one, I could just go and like do it again and, and, and have that experience. And it was the opposite of that. This <laughs> is 100% the opposite of that. And it's like, nope, completely and utterly broken. That's so wild. Sad. But it is. Talk about dropping the fucking ball. There's so many people that <laughs> bought this game for $60 in 2011 and then for $60 in 2013 and for $60 in 2016 and then last and the $70 and then $70 again. And here they are on Steam again. And, and it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. There's no way. There's no other way of saying it. It's just, it's bad. Hopefully they fix it and hopefully they fix it soon. I agree. But the Spider-Man game is so good. That's the thing, man. God of war is good. Horizon's good. Spider-Man's good. Like what happened? Apparently it's this developer. Yeah. This is the same developer that did the Arkham Knight to PC port, Iron Galaxy or whatever they're called. I think oh, that's yeah. what they're called. And everybody hates that them. Good. Well, everybody just hates this developer. They're like, they're the worst. <laughs> and unfortunately, they didn't do a lot to change that reputation with this port. People are like, see, I told you so. So they proved their point. That is they unfortunate. Everybody's point. Yep. Um, we do have some over under questions. 14. The number of times Rebecca will say something on the next Shack Life that makes me feel incredibly old. Fourteen's <sighs> a lot. It's definitely the under. But That's she every it's episode she's gonna make you feel old because we're old. We're all old. She's the young yeah, of us. We're old. We're old. Yes. You know, she's trying to explain to me the world of Taylor Swift and stuff. She didn't understand that I use cash sometimes. She was like, But how do you get cash? <laughs> How do you get cash? Yeah, and I was like, you know, debit card. She's like, I don't even know. She uses my phone. You know, like she's, you know, we're just old. Yeah. Um, True or false, mayonnaise belongs on a burger. I want to say false, but I don't mind it on a burger. Like, it's on a wife. My wife loves it. She thinks it's she thinks it's completely weird and crazy and dumb that I don't like mayonnaise. And I try to. I, I even don't mind I, a burger, but we made burgers this week. Like I made burgers, and she was like, "I can't believe we don't have mayonnaise." And I responded to her with a with a thought I've always had. I've just never spoken. I was like, "Why would you put mayonnaise on something that you're already putting like ketchup and mustard? Like you already have sauce. Like how much sauce do you, you just need? More sauce? You need multiple sauces?" She was like, "Yeah, you need to mix them." Like that's disgusting. Just eat the cheeseburger. Like, can't you just like the cheeseburger? They'd be like, I need a steak, no. but I need steak sauce and Worcestershire sauce and some ketchup. Like, I need all the sauces. Like, why are you doing do that? I don't know. I'm eating ribs. I, I, I need. I need Carolina sauce. I need barbecue sauce. I need honey sauce. No, just one sauce. So- one sauce. Pick one. One Look, sauce. John thirty two just mentioned what I'm going to ask you. Have you ever seen people mix ketchup and mayo together? I mean, I've heard about it, but I'm, yeah, I don't do it, mayo. So I it is the nastiest looking shit I've seen in my life. It looks so disgusting. And it makes me never want to eat it ever again. Isn't that what like Thousand Island is or something? Isn't, isn't there a name for that? You mix the two together? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. Like that, it looks gross. looks gross. Last question is what was your favorite subject in high school? Lunch. <laughs> Can't fuck about no school. <laughs> Not in the least bit. Fuck them classes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, favorite would probably be something like history or philosophy. Um, I had a, I had an art class in college that I really enjoyed. It was like, it was like European art history. So it was like kind of a mix of art and history. And it was more like civilization, societal classes, things like that, psychology. But the sad part is, not the sad part, but the funny part is um, that it wasn't my favorite, but there's actually one like genre of classes that I was great at. And I was always really good at math, geometry, ah. al- stat, statistics, algebra, one, two, three. I was always really, really good at math. I was always, I was like, I was, I never thought of myself as like a nerdy person, but I was the guy that a lot of people like would, you know, get help with on their math homework. I was the opposite. I was very good at language arts. Yeah. Like to the to the point where they would just like have school plays and shit and they would make me be in the play. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you go be Othello. I'm like, I don't want to be fucking Othello. Like, no, yeah. That, that was kind of me with math. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't my favorite. It's not like I enjoyed doing math, but I was just I just I don't know. I just got math. I was I was okay with it. I always had A's in math. Uh my sophomore year, ge- geometry, or you take geometry like freshman, sophomore year, something like that. I had a hundred yes. for the year in geom- geometry. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> big, big, big old W in math. Unless it's counting money. Unless it's something to do with money, then I'm good. I think that's and why. That I think that's why. You know, I, I probably said this before, but I don't know if I've ever told you, but when I, was, when I first went to college, when I first signed up for college, you know, I was going to be an accountant. Ah. Uh-huh. That's that's like the path that's I was on job. because I tested so well in math. They're like, yeah, you just need to do all this, all this money stuff. You know, like you just need to go into finance. And then I like, you know, I dropped out of school and I started working and I started emergency management. And then I later went to school for that instead. But yeah, it used to be math stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the only rumor I got for us this week is a buy or sell that a Diablo special edition Xbox is on the way. Huh? Have you seen this? No, I have not. Mysterious skews have popped up in GameStop retailing systems of a $560 Xbox Series console that apparently launches in June. Huh. A Diablo one, though? I guess Diablo's popular enough, I guess. I would I would never thought of, like, a Diablo Xbox. That. Oh, Diablo like console, but maybe I guess it is popular enough to get a console. I'm buying it, and my only grounds for buying like I feel like the only grounds you really need to buy the r- rumor is that Xboxes have got the marketing deal for Diablo, and they're also buying yes. <laughs> Blizzard. Um, yes, but remember Diablo had a Switch console too. Oh yeah, it did so like that's why I'm buying. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I think this is probably true. Probably red. I forgot about that. I'm imagining yeah. something red, maybe. I don't know if they'll do like a whole console thing or maybe just like a little design, a little print. But uh, if it's what really it cool, it could sell because Diablo is going to be big. Yeah, it is. Yeah. People like that beta, apparently. Dude, it's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. So you buy or sell? I'm going to buy. Okay. Well, that's the end of our news. So you have the floor. My good sir, you can do the questions. All right, let's get to some of these questions. We got quite a few. We do. We can't do the last one without Dev. It's a three-parter. So. That is correct. Yep. All right, 
our first question from the homie TPR. He says, LeBron was named the chosen one in high school on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old and still exceeded expectations. What game did that for you? Not Halo Infinite. I think GTA 5, <laughs> damn sure wasn't. I think GTA 5 to, at pl- single player at launch was totally that. Mm, kind of, yeah. The hype was insurmountable and the game far and away exceeded. It was shocking that it could run on PS3 and Xbox 360 as well. So what game did you think was the LeBron James of video games? I mean, I think he nailed it with GTA 5. I was in awe of GTA 5 when it released. I couldn't believe a game like that 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 was made, that it was running on the hardware that we had. You remember we kept being told that we needed new hardware and watchdogs and HD and all of that stuff we had to have and downscaling and fake trailers and stuff. And here comes GTA 5 and it's ginormous and it's so far away you know better than i think people thought so that one definitely takes the cake it's hard it's be tough to beat it sold what it sold like, like 170 million copies or something like that it's insane it's insane if we're talking about hype and exceeding expectations i'm probably gonna go to last of us because I remember when The Last of Us came out, they were talking about that game. Before it came out, they were talking about that game like crazy. Every mm-hmm. magazine was I was. doing it. They were saying, That's why I got a PlayStation it, 3. It was everywhere. Yep. And I think it got delayed for like a little period of time. I remember that first E3 demo where they put Ellie on the pallet and they're you know pushing her through the water and stuff. I was a, yes. That day, I was like, I need a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to play this game. I can't not have this game. So that was a game that I was waiting on, like you were taking before, like with the hype and all that. That was a game I was waiting. I was checking IGN, you know, on the weekly for new information. I was waiting on the game for like a year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then it came out and it was just, it wasn't uncharted. Because, you know, initially it was made by Naughty Dog. So you think it's going to be a kind of pop culture type thing. And it wasn't. Oh, I never thought that once I saw it. Like, yeah, once I saw it, I was thinking more like, I was like, this is going to be, when I first saw it, I was like, this is going to be like the new Resident Evil. Because Resident Evil had kind of fallen off, right? And then like, here comes this zombie game and it's very heavy. And I was like, this is going to be the new thing. And it kind of just exceeded every expectation I had for it. Like, legit, it was just an amazing experience with an amazing story. Yeah. No, it was. I remember the first time I played it, I was like, this is my favorite video game. I mean, and how can you not, how can that not exceed expectations, right? Like if it's your favorite. And in the same way, I'll say Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was definitely that. We were all waiting on it. I was, I waited on Breath of the Wild for like seven years. Like since the Wii U was shown and we saw the tech demo of Zelda, that wasn't even Breath of the Wild, but like that whole vision of what, you know, HD new Zelda could be. And then like, I'm not sure if you remember this or how much you were following, but during that whole Wii U life cycle, I was doing Nintendo Shack with Jason and Kevin. There were so many teasers for Breath of the Wild. There's a year after year after year. They showed us, I like, at that. one point, they just showed, like, just linked, just, like, the, like a field of, like, grass. And it was just a video. It wasn't even the gameplay. And then, like, the Guardian runs through and blows everything up, and everybody was like, what was that? And then, like, one year at the Game Awards, they just showed, like, putting a pin on a map. Just like zoomed in on like a, it was like a torch or something, and they're like, and you can drop a pin on a map. 
And then, um, like, it's year after year after year. They just show a little bit by little bit. One year we had Anuma just playing. He was just like, here's how horses work. <laughs> like, I, we had followed snippets for that game for, like, five years. <laughs> I remember all of this stuff. Yeah. Here you talk about it brings it back to me. Like, yeah. yeah, because it was supposed to be a Wii U game. So when I first heard about that game, we were expecting it on Wii U. And even when the Wii U was, like, at one point when the Wii U was doing well, we were like, oh, yeah, and the Zelda game's coming up next year. That'll that'll kick it up. And then another year went by. And then another year went by. And then another year went by. We're like, I don't know. Is it going to come? And then one year just got delayed, and we're like, okay, so they're going to launch the next thing with the Zelda game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I didn't think it was going to come out on Wii U. I was shocked when it came out. Same. On yeah, I thought they just moved all development to the Switch. And then when it does finally arrive... And it's not just a Zelda game. It's, you know, reimagines what a Zelda game could ever be and resets the standard. I don't want to say for the industry, but definitely was a game that put the industry on notice. Like it's, it's, it's Breath of the Wild is going to end up being like as influential as Skyrim is, you know, like just its legacy over the years. So many games have either tried to copy it or mimic things from it or taken you know, aspects of it. It's influenced everything from Assassin's Creed to Far Cry and so many other things. Um, so definitely that game. That game definitely exceeded expectations, and the expectations were high. I agree. Definitely. All right, let me see. I'm trying to see which one I'll go next. I think Brendan's question we probably should save for when Dab gets here. Okay. I don't know if it makes sense for me to read a question about Harassing me, and there's only one person who can answer that. <laughs> F2P Joe says, Did anyone play the Diablo beta? If so, what do you think? Did you play no, it, Donnie? Did not. I didn't play it either. And I know Death didn't play it. I'm just not, I'm not that into. Uh, I really like Diablo, like when I played on Switch. I played Diablo back in the day, like on PC at my friend's house. I never had a PC that could play it. But I'm not that into Diablo that, like, there are people talking about they waited hours to get it. Like, I'm not waiting hours to play anything. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not queuing and I'm not doing any of that. People are like, oh, you got to go to KFC again. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm Res- good. Re- Re- Resident Evil 4 is out. I don't have to do that. Yeah, well, you guys <laughs> knock yourselves out. I'll but, Let me know when it comes to Switch, right? <laughs> let me get, we, we get back to me in a couple of years. Let me know when it comes yeah, to Game Pass. I might boot it up when it comes to Game Pass. Yeah. I'm not into Diablo like that. We, I have plenty of games to play. I don't have to wait on this beta. <laughs> like, literally, too many games to play on this But, beta. I mean, it is the thing. Like, it is, it is huge. And it looks really, great. It looks fantastic. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Not to slander it at all, but it's like, uh, I, I can wait for this. Yeah. I think that's another sign of me getting old. I, we may not be the best podcast come Diablo time. You know, you have all these podcasts yeah. talking about Diablo and all that, and we're just going to be there talking about Zelda talking or... About <laughs> Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, or some random ass game I'm playing. <laughs> Redfall. Yeah. This Redfall game is awesome. People are like what? Redfall looks great. Yeah, yeah. everybody's gonna be talking about Destiny or Diablo. Everybody's gonna be talking about Diablo, but us. I agree. That's definitely gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Drew sends us a message. I think this is particularly for me because I love that he sent this to me. I laughed out loud <laughs> when he sent it to me. Remember PSVR two? <laughs> Pepplich Farm remembers. <laughs> the reason that that's so funny is like that's how I felt when he sent it to me I was like oh shit that was a thing yeah 
I had already forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's out. PSVR 2 is a thing. When's the last time you played it? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Wow. Already starting to gather a light a light grain I'm, of dusting. I'm, I'm trying this thing. And I'm trying to make it work. Finish games before moving to all the other games. <laughs> Let me ask you <laughs> this. Because I've been doing a terrible job at it. Go ahead. Since you're the day one adopter, what is the game that you're looking forward to buying and playing on it? What's your roadmap? Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, no. I'll try to think of the name of it. Okay. Well, that's okay, better than not the... having one because I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, that's a good question, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck I bought this thing for? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, the Saints and Sinners game I want to play some more of in PSVR 2. Sure. The, um, that game is good. The sequel that it just came out. The sequel to the um until the, the until dawn people game. Oh, of course. Shit. Of course. I'm gonna try that. Cause the first one was pretty good. The Ghostbusters game, which is a long way down the line. Mm. And I'm hoping that they bring well two games I'm hoping they bring. Iron Man VR two two. Iron Man VR to PSVR two. I hope they bring that. That's, that seems like it's a likely thing to happen. And I thought the people that made that got bought. Maybe. It's on Quest. Quest might have bought them. Oh, that's, that's problematic. I don't remember, <laughs> but I, I thought somebody bought them. I might be I mistaking them for them. somebody else. But I thought somebody bought them. You might be correct. And, and the mm, final one, there. Meta has acquired Armature Studios, Twisted Pixel, and Camouflage. Camouflage yeah, made yeah. the Iron Yeah, yeah they got purchased. So. Well, the, well, if they're making an Iron Man 2 famous. game, Sony's got somebody else making it. Yeah. But um, the last one, it's a Transformers game that came out on PSVR 1, like recently. Like, a, like what is it, like six months ago? It's on PSVR 1, but never came to PSVR 2, which makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not hooking get, my fucking PSVR 1 game system to hook, play this shit. I didn't get, get dev kits in time. Yeah. So if, hopefully that'll come to PSVR 2. That's it. Otherwise, not a, not a, not, a, evil. not a very long roadmap there. Not, not, not at all. Hopefully they have a, a direct or something soon and start... You know, putting out some content. Yeah, Moss, Moss two, two, Moss one and two. I'll play again. Okay, those well, are Moss good games. two. I'll play and Moss one. I'll play. So yeah, should hit up uh, Court and ask him what he's doing with it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or Lalande. Lalande. All right. I never know how to say this. Raven, fight. Is that correct? Even I would go with that. Raven Fade. Raven Fade. That sounds That's how cool. I would go. Thank you, Don. Who knows? What moment in gaming devastated you? For me, it was the death of Aerith in Final Fantasy VII. I remember that game brought me so many emotions in so many different ways. But just the devastation of losing a main character that becomes invested in your party. Yeah, that was some bullshit. <laughs> 
it's been done again since. But the first that first time as a kid, man, yeah, that's the one. The, the thing about the Earth one is, not only did you lose like like a character that you cared about, you lost like her powers and all her shit. So you were sitting there like building her up, up her her levels and stuff like that. That shit was just gone. Mm. <laughs> Like completely gone, and that fucking sucked. Like, hey, I got air to this level. She's this powerful, and she has this cool healing ability that she can heal the party with. No, no, she's gone. Can't use her anymore. Just took her straight out the party. So, I, I guess we'll start with you, Donnie. What what's a, a gaming know, moment man. that devastated you? I mean, I immediately think of the, of the Walking Dead to throw you a a bone. That's that's the one I usually think of, but I'm, I'm gonna pick a different one since. I don't want to pick that one over and over again. I don't think that's, that's devastated is a word that's like too heavy. I don't feel devastated when characters die. Um, Like there are deaths that I remember and I think are memorable. I think of like Carmine, you know, like there are deaths, like there's a lot of Call of Duty stuff. Um, you know, the robot in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I was like, man, that sucks. I liked him a lot. I got attached to that little robot. Titanfall. But like these, I wouldn't devastate. It's too big of a word. Devastate. Like the only thing I could think of is Lee. Lee might might have gotten close to devastated. Um, Joe's death. Nah, it was too. Well, for me, it was too abrupt. It happened too fast for it to be like devastating. That that was a rough one for me because I, I love him as a character. And it was also I spoiled. knew I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part of it is that it was spoiled and all that, and there's been so much talk about it and everything. Yep. And even the yeah, build up to spoiled. it, even if it wasn't spoiled, if you were playing the game, the build up to it, like it's obvious he's about to go. Like there's a lot yeah. of like saying goodbye and stuff like kind of separation, yeah. right? There's like character separation, right? That's completely yeah. different than like what Lee and Clementine had, where you two were together and you had to experience it together and go through it together. You know, like she wasn't there, you know? So like, I don't know. It just, it, that one devastated would be too big of a word for me. If anything, I was just like, really? This is how they're going to, he's going to go out? This is some bullshit. I, I was mad too. That one. I was more defiant than devastated. I wasn't upset. I was upset with the creative direction, not the scene or the outcome. <laughs> I, was, I was like, really? Really, guys? This is how you're going to, this is this is stupid. I'll give you a good one that I just thought of. I, I won't say I was devastated by it, but I thought this was like, this was like fantastic. A few years back, well, a little bit more than a few years back. Telltale made a Game of Thrones game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't check it out. They should have. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. They did several things that was really cool in the game. One of the things, I'm, I'm spoiling it, by the way. Nobody fucking played anyway, so who gives a fuck at this point? Yep. One of the things with this. The whole developer got shut down, so. Yes. They had this storyline <laughs> that was going in the game where there was these two brothers there was one that was like this good kind of like um, this good brother who was noble, like like Rob Stark almost. He was the noble brother who he got injured in battle, like in one of the episodes he got injured in battle, so he kind of had a bad leg. And they were trying to fight off this, um, essentially this, off, not the Lannisters, but they were kind of like the Lannisters, this evil like kingdom and stuff like that from taking over their, their, their land. So he was the good brother. And then there was this outcast brother that was kind of like Jon Snow. That was kind of like dashing. He didn't want to be a king. He was just kind of like out there doing his thing. So the series is building up to you trying to build this army 
to take on this this other big army that's taking out that's that's trying to take over your kingdom. So then you get to this big climax point where the two brothers are finally meeting together, and they're gonna like. So you're thinking like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna kick ass now. We done got the army together and stuff like that. And in true Game of Thrones fashion, you get double crossed, and the brothers. Oh, that's some like get to the point where. That's like some fire emblem yeah. shit. That shit happens in the fire emblem yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, you get double crossed, and there's this scene where the brothers have to decide which one is going to fight off the army and which one is going to die. And it's so fucking cool because it makes you pick. Like you can you can pick the older brother, and the older brother's wise, and he's the one who can really be king, but he's he has a bad leg already, and he's not not he's not who he once was. Damn. You pick him to like, like, like to like live, and kind of lead the armies, or you can pick the rash, brash brother to live. And if you pick whichever one you pick, you have to play as the other one, fighting until he's killed off. And it's such a cool fucking moment because it it feels one hundred percent like Game of Thrones. You're fighting these guys and they're stabbing you, and then eventually you get to the point where they just they just shoot you up with arrows, and the guy who's kind of like the dick is just laughing at you. It's really good. It's really well jog, done. You just jog my memory. I don't know anything you're talking. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, but you, the scene you're describing reminds me of Red Dead Redemption with John. It's kind of like that. It's kind of yeah, like that scene. That might be my other answer. That was that's still one of my favorite video game endings and more more of the more memorable ones. Yeah, and and the fucked up thing about it is, after that, at the next episode other army like delivers you his body <laughs> like 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 as a fuck you <laughs> they just like wow. throw him on the fl- on the field for you it's like yeah motherfucker like some you have to, like kind of recoup yeah and so you have to kind of regroup your army and kind of figure out how you're gonna kill it the last two episodes of that ser- that um telltale series is really good and i i hi- you probably can find it for really cheap i highly recommend people try the game of thrones series if you like telltale games really good cool Let's see another question. All right, Kyle asks, pick any two video game characters. What do you think they will put on their pizza? All right, so that's a good question. What is Joel Miller like on his pizza? He seems like he's a boring motherfucker. Like he just likes cheese. Really? (laughs) Oh, I was going completely opposite. I think he's a spicy fan. I think he's doing like a buffalo chicken with like jalapeno, maybe like some bacon. I think Ellie would like that type of he stuff. He kind of has like a Southwest thing, you know, Texas and all that. Maybe. Hot sauce. That, that's possible. And what's, what's Mario putting on his pizza? Mario wants like a professionally well done pizza like whatever the the pros get on that pizza is what Mario's getting the pros like or pro it. pizzas of course they are they are like people like straight from Italy like how the pizza's made in Italy is how Mario's getting his pizza okay so like old world pepperoni like old world pepperoni of sausage yeah, yeah I got you he's not getting it's pretty he's good. Not getting yeah I forgot Papa he was John Italian yeah, you're right that's good yeah he's not getting that Papa John shit <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else would be a good one Master Chief. Mm. 
I don't know. It's stuff crust. He's doing stuff, stuff crust, crust because of just the halo, the ring, and all that. He's definitely doing the stuff crust. Stuff crust. He he feels like he would probably like also kind of get a generic pizza. I was gonna say like a because you know he's, I was gonna say like a like a fettuccine pizza, like a like a white Alfredo pizza. You know, like spinach, Alfredo sauce. You know, it's like I don't know. Okay. I think it's just the green. I have the green in my head, so I'm like seeing that on the pizza. I got, I got pizza. one for you. Travis touchdown. Oh, now we're fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Travis touchdown is getting a supreme pizza. Pan, a pan-styled supreme pizza. Okay, I like it. Olives and onions and anchovies and peppers and banana peppers and all of it, like the works. The whole thing, man. For sure. I like it. Is there anybody else we could we could think of that would what does Kratos want on his pizza? The Norse god Kratos, too, not the, yeah, not the Greek one. <laughs> yeah, what's the Greek cheese called? Called not the that. Greek one, feta. Yeah, but feta. He 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 definitely get because he because. Yeah, but he's a Norse he god now. He's not doing that shit now. But he's still but he's still from the Greek lore because mm. he talks about it in he talks about it in God of War. Fine. Like you've taken the fun part out of it. You, you, what do you think he's gonna get? You taking the fun part a, out of it? A, a, a North style, a North style pizza? Yeah, like what is a Viking pizza? I bet I can find that out. I bet yeah, what a, would be a Viking pizza? That's definitely a thing. Viking pizza. Now, now I'm curious. Viking pizza. Oh, this is just a place called Viking Pizza, not the Viking Pizza. What does Viking Pizza sell? This is Viking pizza. They've got pieces of what looks, what appears to be, it could be like a, I don't know, like a, like a cheese steak, like kind of steak. Could be lamb. Okay. Lamb. It's got bits of bacon on it. That sounds um, good. With mozzarella and cheddar cheese. And it's a flat pizza. It's a thin crust, flat one. I'm not, I'm not a fan of thin crust. Mm. It's Okay. I like, I like a, a full crust. Oh, this junk. This no. This is legit. And this has got stuff on it. I can't even. I don't even know how to read. Huh? What the hell is that? Is it just uh, locks, like onion things? Locks, bacon. Locks. Um, is this ox? What is that? Now I'm looking this up. I want to see this pizza. There's literally a pizza called Kratos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this is. I think it's called Ox Oxfile. Whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's a thing. Oh. Anyway. Apparently the the Kratos pizza I was talking about is from Viking Pizza. Oh, okay. It has it doesn't say what it is, but I'm looking at the picture of it. It has Roman tomatoes, it has feta, 
It has um I don't oh. know what that meat is. Should I hate feta cheese? It's like lamb. Yeah, but Roma tomatoes, feta, and lamb look like it is. And onions. Put it in the chat, the one I was looking at. Okay, I don't know what that is. I can't say half of those words. Yeah. I, I but it looks right. Say half of those words. All right. All right. Let's see. If you This is from Jamie, by the way. If you had to guess, how many hours slash days have you played video games in your entire life? What do you think is the game that you played the most? That's a good question. I don't know. See, it's it's kind of hard for me to wager because I'm trying to be nice about it. Or I mean, I'm trying to be conservative. I don't know because when I was younger, I played like, you know, games like Every day. That was like a part of my life, you know, especially when, you know, I get out of school, play video games. And you probably play video. I probably played video games four hours a day after school, four or five hours. Yeah, John 32 says ox filet translates to filet of beef, which is what I was saying. They like the cheesesteak oh. kind of like thin cuts. Okay. All right. So I try to be nice about it. Very conservative. I did five hours a week. I've definitely played way more hours than that. But there have also been weeks I didn't play anything at all. So I'll just be very conservative. Five hours a week times 52, how many weeks in a year, right? And it comes out to 260 hours a week. And I did that times 25, not 36. So probably the first five years of my life, I didn't play video games at all, right? So again, just on the very conservative scale, that equates to about 0.8 years. So I've almost played a year's worth of video games of my life. So one thirty-sixth of my life has almost been dedicated to video games. And again, that's a conservative estimate. It's likely higher than that. <laughs> I, I'd probably say, I, if, if we're going off for years, I'd probably say I probably played two, maybe three years of my life. So if I could bump that up just a little, I'm at 0.95. So I bumped it up from five hours a week to eight hours a week, 0.95 years. Almost, almost about a I, year. Because I've been playing video games since I was five. Yeah, like yeah five, I, four years old. I took it, and that's why I'm even being conservative because I did um, 25, which would put me like right around 10. So I was playing games before that, but I wasn't playing a lot of them, and it was intermittent and stuff like that. So, but since I was about probably 10 or 11, I've probably played video games every week since then. Yeah, because I was a even when I was a little kid, I was a latchkey kid. So, they were like, and there's totally weeks, man. I put 80 hours of into video games. That's that's totally yeah, me too. Younger me, yeah, that was the thing. That was playing games like... I when the Switch launched, weekends. I took two weeks off, and I did nothing but play Switch for two weeks. Played Breath of the Wild for two weeks. Yeah, see? I'm, like I said, I probably like used to... I used to have marathons of playing like WWE games mm-hmm. for like 20, almost 24 hours. And I was like... Far Cry came Saturday out, I think, Sunday. for like three or four weekends in a row. I played Far Cry 5 for like 10 hours a day on like Saturday and Sunday. Like I would sit down in my chair and just do nothing but play Far Cry. I would get started like eight in the morning and I would stop for like, you know, like I'd stop to eat lunch and stop to eat dinner. And then I would play till like midnight. I just played Far Cry all day. I think the last time I might have did that probably was The Last of Us 2. Or I might have did that for Far Cry 6. I remember playing a lot of Far Cry 6. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, about a year. It's a lot. 
All right, let's see. Our next question is from Ben. Ben asks, retro collecting has boomed this past year. Do you think collecting is worth it now considering the price? Do you think publishers will cash in on the retro market and provide a suitable solution like Nintendo used to with the virtual console? So, Donnie, you collect retro consoles. My son's big into this, by the way. He has... I wouldn't call myself a collector. Do I have some? Do I have like some favorite games and stuff? Sure. But am I a collector? I'm not a collector. My my son is. He has a, I think he has an NES. He has a Super Nintendo. He collects all that stuff. He has um a PlayStation 1, a PlayStation 2. He has a Wii U. That's his thing. He just likes collecting consoles. He likes the way they look. He's he's kind of building a nice little collection. He has some of his favorite games he, he likes and we go to this um, video game store that's not too far from here, and he looks at games that he wants to collect. Like, um, it's a Kirby game, Kirby Roboto Box, I think it's called something like that. And Planet Robobot. Of it. Yes, that's the one. Planet Robobot's amazing. It was my favorite Kirby game until last year's Kirby game came out. Yeah, he wants to get that one, and it's two. Kirby Planet Robobot's like incredible. Version. You just need to show him how to mod his 3DS instead of buying 3DS games. Yeah, that's that's another thing he could probably. The mod is super. Easy. He likes collecting them. Sure, he no, likes, I get it. He likes the boxes and stuff like I that. just all that stuff. I just collect my favorites, so I've got like my favorite games. I don't know if that. I don't necessarily think that makes you a collector. I just have like some games. Like I got like fifteen PlayStation Two games. I probably got about twenty and sixty four games. You know, I've got about uh, ten Wii games. I modded my Wii U, so I got rid of most of my physical Wii U collection. I got most of that's just digital. Yeah, so uh, oh, speaking of the Nordic pizza, John coming through, he translated it. So this is Kratos's pizza, the the Viking pizza. It's tomato sauce, cheese, oh. onion, bacon, beef fillet with kebab sauce. Oh, that's oh, well, that sounds pretty good. It huh. Does um, I can't see says he regrets selling off his hardware and games. I mean, the games is like if. So, like, I sold off all my 3DS stuff. That's because I modded my 3DS and I could back it all digitally. Um, so I don't mind selling off my my games, but the hardware, you know, I, I, I do keep my hardware. Or at least I'll usually trade it in and then wait for it to get cheap and then rebuy it. That's usually, like, my go-to method. If I can capitalize off the hardware, I'm going to sell that hardware. And then I'll pick it back up later, you know, at, at a fifth of the price. That makes sense. I collect um, comic books. Yeah, like I have like a thousand comic books, at least a thousand. Might have more than that. Comic books and like collectible things. I mean, I think it's I fair to call my Last of Us stuff like a Last of Us collection. Yeah, right. But I mean, I'm that by is. no means do I'm like a collector of all things Last of Us. There's all kinds of shit that they've made that I don't have and don't want. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do I think it's worth getting into it? No, not now. Not at the moment. No, I'd wait. Yeah. I'd wait for something to cool off, or get in somewhere that you can't. Like stuff is really stupid right now. Like Sega Saturn and GameCube stuff is through the roof. And you got people out there paying two hundred dollars plus per game. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. I, I will say this: get into something else. Like right now, if you wanted to be like a collector, right now you should be getting into like Xbox three hundred and sixty or something. That yeah. stuff is dirt cheap. You can buy it by the bucket load. Like start stashing that stuff before it's too late. Or PS fours. That's also another good one. Yeah. If you want to get in the collector's market, 
Go to either these two places, and I, I guarantee you will find some decent stuff there. Either a flea market, a really good flea market, or a pawn shop. Maybe. To be honest pawn- with you, my man, I think all that stuff has been picked over at this point. Retro, retro stuff has been so high. I think, honestly, I think it'd be like a miracle if you walked into a pawn shop and found anything that was really collectible. You you will be surprised. Well, let me add this caveat. You may have to go to ones in the hood. And the problem is, like, with eBay, those shops know what they have, too. So they're not yes. going to let them go for the cheap. Like, you're going to pay for them. So if you're going to pay for them, you might as well get them off eBay or something. Because I've noticed when you go, either you go to the ones in the hood or you go to ones in areas that don't necessarily, like, have gaming stuff there. Because there was... I said it was a few years back. I think I bought my son a PS4 for really cheap. I said this on the podcast before. Yeah. And I got With it. Last gen stuff, because... you can still do that. Yeah, that's true. Like if you went looking for a PS4, you can probably pick up a PS4 for 80, 100 bucks with some games. And yes. like, yeah, that's a now's a good time yeah. to start stashing that stuff away. Yeah. But like the stuff that's hot, like DS something, Sega Saturn something, um, you know, any original PlayStation one stuff, GameCube games, GameCube stuff is through the roof. Um, yeah. Anything like that, you're going to pay for because they know what it is. Yeah. They know what it is now. They know it's valuable. If, if they know what it is, then, you know, but also yeah. pawn shops, sometimes pawn shops have stuff that they just can't get rid of. And it's usually yeah, those it's old true. console, like PS3 yep. games. I, I get a lot of from pawn shops for like a dollar because they're like, I, I went to a pawn shop a couple weeks ago and they had a whole stack of PS3 games. there. I'm like, can I buy these? And they're like, just take them. They're literally like, just take them. I forgot yeah. what it was. You're like, just, because people. You used to be able to do that. See, I would think you'd have, I think you'd have more success trying yard sales. Just get into somebody's garage who, like maybe they had a kid or something moved away. They probably have a box of stuff that they don't understand that they'll let you have for like 50 bucks. You know, yeah. stuff like that. That's another good one. Yeah. So if you, if you have the patience and time to look for that type of stuff, go for it. If you don't have to take patience and time, don't even waste your time and money in it. It's all take patience and time to do that type of stuff. I would say that I think Xbox has pro- has provided a suitable backwards compatible solution. They've got hundreds of Xbox 360 games and Xbox games you can play, and you can play them in the best state that you can just play right now. And even if they don't, like you can turn your Series X or Series S into a dev box, and you can just install emulators and play it that way. Um, yeah. But what I've often said and a long time said, especially the Nintendo side of me, the people yearn for the days of virtual console there's a reason why it's not there right everybody's like oh my god it would just make so much money if you put the games up but there's a reason why because it it won't selling those games at five or seven or eight dollars a piece isn't where the money's at where the money is at is putting those in an emulator and touching them up and then selling you mario 3d all-stars for 60 dollars. that's where the money is Right, yeah. selling us Twilight Princess HD on Switch for sixty dollars. That's where the money. Resident Evil Four Remake for seventy dollars. That's where the money is. So these publishers, they're not just like not putting out stuff because they hate you and they don't think it's. There's a value to their IP, to re-release and remake and resell and reintroduce that content to the market at higher retail prices, and they can only do that if they take that stuff away. Because it don't make a whole lot of sense to try and sell you a $70 copy of a game that you can buy for 10 bucks on the eShop, right? Correct. So there's a reason 
You know, like they make you want it. <laughs> they make you want it by not having it. So when they do decide to remake it, you buy a shit ton of it. That's where the money right. is. Yeah. Our next question is from Chalfie. It would be the last one then, right? Is it the last one? Yeah. I think so. Is. This is Uh-oh. the perfect one to end on. Just to mess with Chalfie. He says, how much time are you going to spend talking about wrestling? I prefer it be zero seconds. Just because Chalfie said that, I want to talk about wrestling, Donnie. Let's do it. How'd you like that John um, Moxley podcast? I saw you post about it. I haven't I seen it, it but great. I saw I saw snippets of it on on Reddit. So I've seen kind of the gist of some of the things he was saying. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was um fascinating to hear his take on You love that shit. Wrestling. You love that shit. Like you're very oh, into yeah. the business of wrestling. Yeah. He, he's he's a very smart I remember when he jumped ship and did that podcast. You were like, you got to listen to it. So he gets Vince McMahon. He's the problem. It's all just, this is the problem. It's creative control. And, great. Yeah, you love that shit. I, I love when they're hearing the business of wrestling. I think it's a fascinating business. especially. It is fascinating. When, I give you that. It's fascinating. Yes. I The problem is that Best I used people. to. I used to love it as well. Um, But over the years... I just started to realize more and more that you just can't trust what people say. That's another thing. Right. Everything is their perspective. It's their spin on it. (coughs) Dude, I hate to say I told you so. And I hate to tell everybody I told you so. But I told you all with CM Puck. I told you all. Yeah. CM Puck is. (laughs) He's an interesting guy to say the least. And I think Dude, he's toxic. He's always been toxic. Everywhere yeah. he's gone has been toxic. He's yeah. just a toxic guy. He's just that dude. Doesn't doesn't mean he doesn't put buzz in seats. He does. He's an attraction, but he's a toxic attraction. He usually leaves a place worse off than when he gets there. That's like his career. Yeah. And I don't know why everyone loves him unconditionally. <laughs> I, I, I've never understood it. People, are, I think it's just the pipe bomb. Right, he did the pipe bomb. They're like, "See, he's so cool. He's sticking it to the man." He's like, "Let's stick it to the man. He's being an asshole. He's burying yeah. everyone else. The people he work. It's a. I think over the years, I've just. I think I've become more sympathetic to. The side of the Booker and the side of the creative. You can't have people like that's quote unquote like going in business for yourself. That's what he did. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't yeah. run a company that way. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. It's not a he versus him. You're in it together. It's a team game. And I think to your in your defense and your credit at the same time, the pipe bomb was fine and dandy when it was happening in WWE and the way it happened there. But when he did the same shit in AEW, people were like, what the fuck are you doing? So that hurt people like, then, why? right? So yeah. they loved it. Yeah, they they, like, so this is yeah. why I don't really like the dirt sheets. Cause when you get into that stuff for years, they've got the whole audience being like, Vince man sucks and they suck and they all suck and triple eight sucks and all that. And then you start to realize it's like, Oh no, they really don't. It's this blogger over here who keeps talking about that, putting those thoughts in people's head and they just run with yes. it. You know? So they liked it when they saw CM Punk doing that because like Dan O'Brien, they thought of him sticking up to the man. And then you just fast yeah. forward a few years, you realize, no, he just does this to everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. he then, just, then he starts doing people that you actually like. And do you like, like oh. and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, you're kind of, you're kind of a piece of shit. Exactly. And it's like, now you know how, now you know how Triple H feels. 
Yeah. Y'all like, been yelling yeah. at him for years like, about this shit, and now you realize why he feels the way he does. Because I remember they yeah, used they to chant his yep. name in Chicago, like on Raw. Yeah. Every year, right? Yes. And they did one year. Uh, H was out there, and he had the mic, and he was like, he's never coming back. <laughs> like, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the I thing think, with, with that think. backstage stuff with Mox, with Jericho, with Nash, with all of that. Like everybody. You know, the whole thing. Everybody, right? There's like a everybody can't be wrong. There's like a whole attraction to it. Like it's like almost like a second part of the business. It's like free agency, but it's more than just dollars and cents. It's not like your team yeah. picking players. It's very dramatic. You know, it's it's politics. Yeah, it is. It's very politics. And that's I mean it, and I'm not I don't completely dismiss it it's a part of wrestling it always has been right so like it's it's a part of its fabric but i like um i think i'm more new age i like hearing you know more friendly or open locker rooms you know i like hearing the new guys that there's a lot of new guys you talk to kenny omega or like a seth rollins you hear them go on record like all like out of out of character and they go on record and they're like yeah that's some doesn't work for me, brother. Bullshit. You know, like they're like that's some old yeah. school territorial bull. Like we don't do that anymore. And I think that's yeah. a more healthy environment for wrestling. Yeah, I, I like hearing not necessarily from the older generation. Cause I hear a lot from the older generation. I like hearing from the younger guys. I like hearing from guys Same. that you don't Same. know their stories and um, finding out more about them and seeing and the guys you want to see, like like a Ricky Starks. He's a good example yeah. of that. Like a he's great. Swerve Strickland. And, I like I, and for the record, I believe guys. everything John Moxley says. I don't think that guy lies. I do too. He just doesn't do give too. a shit. <laughs> he just tells it exactly like it is. That's why like, I like. like yeah, that's why I, I like because. Yep. He was being blunt, honest about his his opinions and his thoughts on it. He was kind of just saying, for those who didn't listen, he was kind of just saying, just cut all this bull- bullshit out. Just fucking wrestle. I don't want to deal with all this crap. Like I told you, it was very funny that that podcast came out right now when it did because we were just talking about this in the discord like this yeah. is i've been completely turned off by aw so i don't think i've watched it like in a year maybe more i don't necessarily know but like that whole yeah. cm punk entrance to riot like i just kind of started tuning out because they what do they just sit mural home they just yeah. i mean i want to say they've buried like uh darby and stuff i realize he's still around but like they're not elevating or making new promotions they're just kind of keeping the same thing going and i'm like i don't need to see this anymore and to your credit there is some validity to that because once cm punk left a lot of that stuff started changing back again like you yeah know, darby allen's like in the man yeah he just starts again, coming man. back up yeah and it's just like yeah. i don't like they tried to put they pitched stuff for miro he just didn't want to do that stuff but they're trying to ease all these people back into it's the too late scene. yeah because that's the scary part, because what it is, is you realize what exactly what they'll do to someone once they have an attraction. Yeah. They'll just bury the roster. Whereas I liked yeah, yeah. it more when it was organic and they were building up and they had their guys. It was their roster. I don't want WWE's roster on AEW. I want I AEW's roster on AEW. What they're realizing right now, like, hey, some people just don't want it. That's why you have people like, all I right. I tuned out. Cesaro, you're at Ring of Honor now. We can use you there. You go I, dude, I forgot all about him. Yeah, they brought him over too. Yeah, so that's the thing. They went on like a good 18-month run there where there was just nothing but they just seemed to be heavily promoting just ex-WWE people. 
yeah. They, they've gotten away from that a lot now. They, they, they just kind of tuned like, it out and moved on. I was like, and I mean, it helps that WWE just like kicked it into another gear. And I was like, let's go. You know, like, I just want to watch yeah. this now. Because I liked, yeah. I wanted, I wanted the elite, you know, like I wanted Kenny Omega. I wanted those guys and Darby and Starks and like, do that. Like <laughs> Those, those yeah. folks I'm interested in entertained by, to be honest with you. Now I just want them to leave. I'm just like, oh God, somebody just get them out of there. FTR should come back. We should go for Darby. Like, just get get them out of there. It's just, it just feels very. I'm to echo Mox. It's very dramatic. It feels like a very, just a backstage politics kind of environment. It just sounds awful. It's like the all the worst things you used to hear about WCW. That's what AW sounds like. Yeah, it, it's some of that there. I think it's also is just that um, Tony Khan needs to realize like you can't do everything. Tony Khan might need Maybe to hand something Delicate. off and yeah he might need to separate a little quit running the yeah, show geez. he really seems like he wants to be vince mcmahon um yeah. and for all that i mean vince mcmahon has a lot of terrible things you can say about him but you can't talk about his like his track record he's yeah the most important person in wrestling in the past what ever 100 years yeah all ever. time yeah ever yeah. yeah like he's the most he, important person he commercialized wrestling. wrestling yeah and in and, and his as people as much as and the thing that I've always argued, I'm not trying to stand for him. I hate getting pain in that corner. It's just anytime there's like corporate people, it's very easy to rag on them, right? And and they've gotten their fair share of that. But it's so easy for these people that hate on his creative to dismiss and not pay attention or not give credit to so much creative that he's responsible for. <laughs> people are like, oh, I love the attitude era. It's like, yeah, that was Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. You know, like that's him. Like he gets he gets the pros and the bad, right? If you're gonna kill him for yeah. everything, at least give him the credit for when, you know, when it works well. And for the most part, it's worked well. I don't necessarily think you can just be like, I'm gonna buy a wrestling promotion. And I'm gonna be Vince McMahon, and it seems like what Tony Khan seems like he wants to do. And it's like, maybe not. Yeah, he, he's doing a good job. I won't say he's doing a bad job. I think it's just more or less that he had. He has to realize that. Stay off the mic. Even Vince McMahon. He needs to be a help. CEO. You know, get off the mic. Yeah. Get out of the media scrum. Like, he, he should have, like, a people for that. GMs. Yes. It would have been great for Regal. Jericho can be that. Like, he doesn't need. It's like it's like he wanted to be the face, the voice. You know, like, he wanted to be the attraction. You know, it's almost Bischoff-y. You know, he comes off. You know, remember he's in Ring of Honor. He's like, no, it's not you, Shane. It's me. It's like, dude, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. You bought Ring of Honor. Most yeah. people don't know what Ring of Honor is. Yeah, just just chill let out. Speak, let your work speak for yourself. Yes, like, yes, you chill out that. a little bit. Like, how about you build the brand and start a show before you start taking victory laps? And Ring of Honor's been really good. It's good. really good. But, good, but better than Impact. No matter, way better than Impact. Oh yeah, I watched a little bit of Impact the other day. It was just it was I just in that. my YouTube algorithm. I don't know why, but it popped up. It was Bully Ray and um, some girl versus Mickey James and Dreamer. They were in like a tag yeah. match, and I I watched like I don't know, like four minutes of it. Yeah, Ugh. I like I like um impact, but it's gonna be some it's gonna be some rough. It's so time. bad. Jo- Josh Alexander, the, the champion, who's really good. He's really good. He he got injured. He's gonna be gone for a while. He had to rel- relinquish the belt. Mm. I'm like, oh, it's so bad. And I think it, there's a part of me that starts to enjoy the charm that it's so terrible. So I can, I can, there's a part of me that likes bad wrestling as much as I like good wrestling and impact yeah. like really strides that line where sometimes it gets so bad. I'm like, I'm really interested. I'm like, let's just see where this Broken goes. Hardy. 
like bully ray was arguing with a fan like they just stopped the match and he's just yelling at this guy and i would call it the front row but there's like only one row at impact show so everything's the front row but like you can you can hear the guy talking back to him like over the mic you know like that's (laughs) how that's how that's how quiet their arena is that you can hear these two people just talking that's what i would tell you when i was there when i went to the impact show like uh it's fun because it's quaint and quiet, but you can't talk shit to wrestlers because they can hear you. Like, clearly. They can hear you and they oh, I absolutely respond. would. I absolutely would. Yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like WWE where you can talk shit and say all horrible things about wrestlers. They're not going to hear you, no. They're not going to hear you in the Impact Arena because there's only like yeah. 30 people there. And he just stopped <laughs> the match at like a 30-second conversation. I was like, this is awful. Like, he's just talking to this person. <laughs> Like this person, this one person has derailed the whole show. <laughs> derailed the whole show and put it to a standstill. Um, yeah, impact is. Yeah, that's somebody. Should it's a fun that. show to go to. I will say that. They I mean, I'm sure it is. I like indie shows, and that's kind of like what it feels like. It feels like a like a very like a much big, so. like a big production indie show. And honestly, they could actually tone back the production a bit, and it might be better. Like they could really lean into it. You know, <laughs> like try to be like the trashy alternative, and it could be, you know, like more EZW. You know, it could be cooler. That that would be a good look for them to do. Uh, Even though GCW's kind of taking that route now. I'm excited for Mania. Do you think Bray's going to be there? Not at all. So they put Lashley think- in the Battle Royale? Yes. Is that at Mania, or is that like SmackDown? No, that is Friday. <laughs> So that's okay. That's what I was thinking. So he's going to be at Mania then. Yeah. Um, so I think I think why they gonna say be there. Bray is sick. I think why it's going to be. There. I don't know. I hope so. They right, keep saying he's sick. We got Oscar versus Bianca. Great match. I think it's going to be. Right. I mean, it should be. I don't know how much like the build and all that, but you think Oscar's going to win? Are you still going to keep? You still going to keep Bel Air with the belt? I think Oscar's gonna win because she's been losing like at every goddamn WrestleMania. You have to have her win one of these. You can't keep putting her up for a time and having her lose like this. I mean, Especially I just you just change her this different character. Yeah, you gotta let her win. It's Bianca's time to relinquish the belt. She's got to learn to make hay without the belt. Yes, I like so much of her character has been centered around being a champion. Like you can't. That was the thing. Like with Alexa, like at some point you have to live without the title. You have to still be yeah. relevant without the belt. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that from Bianca yet. That's the problem with Rousey. Rousey is nothing without the belt. Like it's, it's well, like Rousey. the Brock thing. Like with her credibility, like her credibility, she's the baddest woman on the planet. You can't have her like that if she doesn't have the belt. But she's got to earn. As a wrestler, you can't just be champion. All the time, you have to be relevant without the belt. The problem with Rousey is that she can't make wrestlers. Like she has to have somebody in the ring with her who is good at wrestling, or it it shows that she's still like young and still not as good as she should. Yeah, be she's green. She's not a natural she's wrestler, really but green. she's yeah. done plenty of in ring stuff to be an attraction. She's better than a lot of women that they've put in the ring. Yeah, so she can be good. She's better with Russell. she's better with a skilled hand. I'll give you that. But she, but again, she has no credibility without the title. She has to be an attraction yeah. without the belt. Logan Paul is an attraction 
without the belt. He needs no yes. credibility. That's the issue with with like that's like where that's why they're called mid carters, right? Like, they've got to get beyond the belt, and that's I that was that's why I worry about Bianca. I I have a fear that she'll just fade into the background without it. I I, I think she'll be fine. I think I think she's one of the few who will be fine because I think people like her that much. She's very. So that's the difference with Rhea and Oscar. Is that they're fine without the belt? You can have them lose. They're yeah. still attractions. People still want to see them. They still they can carry segments. They can carry feuds. I got to see that from Bianca. I don't know if she's there yet. I think she is. Oh, we, we got a question about this. Okay. I can't see ass. Do you think it would be good for them to merge with AEW and AEW make different brand? I guess it says brands. Brands. Like WWE. No, it's I don't think it would ever happen. I mean, I think yeah, if WWE. it would be Tony Khan buying WWE, which I don't think he's got that yes. much money for. But um, he does, but he he's not buying that. Well, his family does. His family does, and they, yeah, it's the whole different. Like, yeah, I I have seen that. I had seen that he said that he was interested. I'm sure he is, but I don't think a roster merger like that would go very well. That would be a disaster. You can't bring the AEW structure to WWE. It would fall, and the whole thing would crumble. Yeah. Somebody like Disney. Fox would never let that happen. (laughs) Disney needs to buy WWE or somebody like that. Fox, Disney, a company, and just let Triple H just continue to run it. Yeah. I think that's what, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, We've got Lesnar versus Omos. That's going to be a fun match. Match. It's gonna be like I don't know if it's gonna be a good three match. minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it six. Do you think Lesnar will bump for Omos? Yeah, I think he will. There's no way Omos. I don't think wins. he's gonna bump. There's no way for him. Yeah, I think Lesnar's Omos gonna. He some... might take like one bump and then he's gonna f five Omos and it's gonna be over. It's gonna be like Goldberg. Yeah, he's gonna do take like one bump, one or two bumps. Then Lesnar's gonna start doing um the German suplexes. He's gonna do like three of them. Then he's gonna do oh, you think he's going to throw them around? I was thinking like real quick. I'm thinking I think like, he's going to throw them around. I'm thinking F5 out of nowhere matches over. I think he's going to throw them around. I think oh, so you think like they're actually going like to do some two stuff. Or three. Yeah, like, like that's why I say six. But I think Omos going to get some good licks in. Then, See, then that's Brock the problem. Because Omos is not very good on his feet. At all. <laughs> like, but Brock can help him. I would hope so. Like at least because at least Brock can throw him around. There aren't many people that can. Yes. Brock totally can. So that, I guess that'll help. Yes. We've never seen a lost bump. And Brock seems like he wants to help him. That's Brock has always enjoyed working with um, big dudes, big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Brock like, likes. That's why he loves you know, Goldberg so much. He likes heavyweights and stuff. He likes that kind of power stuff. That's his jam. Taker. Yeah. Only one he didn't like working with was um, Braun Strowman. Yeah, and you know the sad part is they had some, they had actually some good matches, but Braun need him that time. You remember that Braun need the that, shit out of him. Brock yeah. smacked the shit. <laughs> Brock punched the, knocked him out in the middle of the damn ring. Yeah, yeah. And helped. Brock is like the golden goose man. Like you can't be fucking with Brock. That'll get you fired. Yeah, you can't. That's Vince McMahon's baby. He loves himself some Brock Lesnar. And rightfully so. He's an attraction. Their numbers he go is. up when he's around. Period. Every time. Yep. Every time. Um, Punk, unfortunately. We have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez 
versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Rousey and Baszler for the Rousey. Baszler. Is that for the tag titles? Are they reintroducing the women's titles? Or is it? I think it's for a shot at the tag titles. Guess who has them now? It's Lita and Bex. Lita and uh, Becky. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. So they're gonna do Rousey and Baszler versus Lita and Becky at SummerSlam. Possible. Okay. And then I'm actually kind of excited for this because low key, like slowly and quietly in the background, they're starting to put together a decent little tag division. And you've got Strowman and Ricochet yes. versus the Prophets versus the Vikings versus Alpha Academy. And that's pretty that's awesome. Fun. Could be. And if they put those belts on Sammy and Kev, they could establish kind of a new tag division and get some of those teams over before they split up. I, I agree. Strowman and Ricochet has a lot of potential. And I, I, who I like that tag team. I love Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy Gab- great. Gable's incredible. Yeah, I mean, he dude gets over everywhere he goes. And him and Otis are a good pair. He's really good. So they've got some heel teams there that can be good. The Street Profits are already over. You know, yeah, they're a great tag team. Dude jumps into the stratosphere. I so the problem with going all in on them is I actually think they should split them up. The Street Profits? Yeah. Cause the one guy, it's it's like being like a really good front man in a mediocre band. You know, the one dude that does the frogs was it Montez? Montez Ford. He's so much better than D'Angelo. <laughs> he's so much yeah, better. Like, yeah, he, he's a legit singles act. You know, like he could be on his own. He is. Yeah. I think D'Angelo Hawkins is really good. I think he just needs a different look. Mm. I mean, I, I won't say. Okay, I'll I'll put it this way. I think wrestling fans love to tell everybody that they're really good. And that's because everybody is really good. So knowing that everybody is good, I just think he's as good as everybody else. Whereas yeah. Montez is I, I think, he's above average. He's I think better Montez than other Ford people. Is, yeah, I could see Montez Ford and Seth Rollins putting out a fucking show at a pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like a headline match. You know, like that's the potential he has. Dawkins doesn't have that kind of potential. Yeah. I think that's no offense. Just for, calling a spam. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? I it think is the ceiling for Ford is world champion i think dawkins is more like u.s champion something like he could do something like that honestly i just think i think he's a tag guy he's he is a guy that should be in a tag you know like otis like otis otis is a cool act he's fun and stuff but you're not he's not carrying segments for you he's a good hand as they used to call them right good hand yeah anything else we got talk about this particular wrestling well all right so i do want to talk to you about let's talk about the actual main cartoon and talk about it so as the entire tribal chief and the ones and all of they're all losing yeah they have to they have so to. they're all losing everybody's losing roman's they losing the belts tag titles are coming off yes you don't think what are, you're not so you don't think they're going to swerve you at all I don't think so. Because that seems and, to be the tell you that's the common thought is everybody's like everybody's losing. Like, what are they going to do if they don't? What are you going to do if I, they pin you, Sami Zayn? <laughs> no, see, I think if they pin Sami Zayn, that crowd is going to turn. But, <laughs> but see, that's the <laughs> reason really you do bad. it, though. 
The reason you do it is to get that reaction. I, I agree with you, actually. That's why I was telling you earlier. I don't know. If I think the the baby faces are going to win, but there's a. If Vince McMahon was running this, there is a huge opportunity here to pull some shenanigans, and I'm just I'm kind of scared that they're that, gonna that they might do it. <laughs> my, my my problem with that is that's gonna be the type of heat they don't want. They don't want that heat because they can. But here's the thing: they can come right back on Raw and then do it. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to. You don't want to fuck up your now with Cody. They, could, they've invested too much into Cody. Cody. Cody's getting those belts. He's gonna have his mania moment. Like that's the thing that might have been in his contract. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, you can't you, at this point. If Cody loses, that would that would wreck his comeback. He can't. He can't lose at this point in Roman life. I mean, I think he you could, cannot, but it would be hard. There's too much invested. You would be setting him back too far. Exactly. Yes. To have him do all this stuff that you've had him do just to come up to this point and lose, yeah, that'd be bad. And it's also time. That would uh, that would be my biggest hurt. It's time. Roman has done, I don't want to say everything, but he's done most everything. He's had most every feuds. He's had all this whole run. It's time to reset the board, and the only way you can do that is by putting Cody in that position. Because now you can, you can do Cody and Kevin and Cody and Seth. and Cody. Like, you can do these things, and they're new and they're fresh. Like, you're getting to the point now with Roman – are you like? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Run it back with Brock yeah. again? Go do? back to AJ again? You know, you're gonna do Sheamus? Like you can't? Like you're running out of people? Yeah. Do you believe the rumor that Jay White's coming Monday night, the Monday after Mania? I didn't know that was a rumor, but I haven't. Again, I don't follow that stuff. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He left, he left uh, New Japan. He's out. He's he's a free agent essentially, and they've been talking about him coming to WWE. He's been expressing a lot of interest in coming to WWE. Former Bullet Club, right? Yeah, he was the leader of Bullet Club. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just trying to make sure that I know the right guy. So there's like a lot you could potentially do with the club and AJ and Finn and and Cody and Cody, and that's a really good place to start. Yeah, it's a really good place to start. Night after Monday night after um, WrestleMania, him coming in. You introduce a new act, very fresh. Yeah. You get Cody away from the bloodline a little. Because I think once you do this, then you set Roman up to go with Jay, right? Yes. I'm really confused so. with this. What are you going to do with Solo? You can't break up the Usos. Well, you can't break up the Usos. So what are you but just going to kind of put them... You're just going to kind of put their tag like on the back burner while Jay and Roman have their yeah, thing. You, yeah, you can uh, break up the bloodline. And you can have like the, okay, Roman. If Roman versus both of them. Yeah, you can if have Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of meat there. I can see that. Yeah. That's how yeah. they'll build to it. They'll do that. They'll do that match. They'll have a few promos. Maybe some stuff with Heyman, and then eventually Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see that being a thing. You know, Hell in a Cell. Especially, I think they can do. I think they can do a lot with that. Yeah, I agree. They can even do a whole thing with with Sammy and the Uso, maybe re- reuniting, and Jay kind of saying Sam was fucking right. <laughs> I can see them doing a whole bunch of stuff with that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of meat on that bone. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think Roman Reigns is probably still, even if he loses to Cody, 
one of the most interesting guys in WWE. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's a star. Guy. No, yeah, no, he's, he's a, star. a star now. For a while there, they were trying to make him a star. He's a full legit star. He's the guy. Yeah, he's. But the guy. I, he also could probably take some time away. Which, he could disappear for a while. Which I think would be good. Well, that would kill a lot of the bloodline momentum if they do that. It's a way you could probably do it, make it work. Because he's not there that much now as it is. Like he comes like once, like every two. Or maybe, weeks, maybe the plan weeks. is to carry a few to SummerSlam or Hell in a Cell, and then then him take some time away. Maybe Jay finally gets the one over, and then Roman goes away for like a year. Yeah, I do think that uh, it should. This whole thing should end with Jay getting the win over Roman. Oh yeah, that's no matter. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. You should let Jay, not for the title, beat Roman. That should be his hit. That should be his victory. You just beat one of the biggest stars in WWE. And then establishes it again. But the problem is if you go down that path, you were further establishing him as a solo act. And you're risking picking up the Usos. Because what's Jimmy doing this whole time? Just in the corner? Just a manager? He's like a guy? He ain't go for other titles. You can do it like On his own? This sounds a lot like the New Age Outlaws like when they broke up. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. I feel like. like they could do. I, I I would think more like the New Day as opposed to the New Age Outlaws. Like, hey, when when Zay, when um Coffee was a champion, Woods and um Biggie was still doing their thing. That's fair. But but they Is were Biggie they were backing back? up Coffee when they needed to. Yeah, he, he might be back really soon. So what are the surprises? That's what I keep wondering. Like, what are we going to be surprised by? Is Orton coming out of somewhere? Just fucking out of the crowd or something and Tico and somebody is. I think. Biggie's been gone for like two years. He has been just about because that neck injury is really bad. Yeah. The previous Wathamania has been kind of bland. So I think this one's going to be pretty big. Okay. I can see Orton coming back. Orton. Orton Maybe Switchblade. Maybe Biggie. I can see those. Biggie will be a big moment. People just were ready to welcome them back. I'm telling you, man, you've got Kevin and Sammy. All right, listen to me. Here's here's like the vision that I have. You've got Kevin and Sammy, and then they work. We got to talk about how they're going to split the titles. But you got Kevin and Sammy. Those are legit main star, main attraction guys. Those guys can headline pay per views. You've got the Usos, yes. right? You've got yes, potentially DIY getting back together. You have Champa yes, and Gargano. Got Alpha Academy, yeah. got the Prophets. Strowman and Ricochet is a really good team. Like it's a good pairing for both of those guys. Like if the New Day comes back, if Big E comes back, you insert the New Day back into that because they've been out of the tag mix for a while. I think that's a big reason why the tag division has felt so lackluster is because there's no there's no anchor there. There's nobody to establish those belts. But Sammy and Kev can. If they were to do like a one year run with the belt where they work with all these different guys and eventually they lose them. That could do a lot. Could be cool. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have those belts along? I mean, there's a, there's a, they're not tag guys. An entire show is built around Sami Zayn. Like, it kind of feels dumb to have him in a tag team. I, I think he'll, he'll have it for like three months, something like that. Transitional champs, maybe a feud or two. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to split the titles, okay. and I wonder how they're going to break those two up. 
Ladder match? I hate that. Where somebody grabs one belt and somebody grabs the other one. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Or, or have them <laughs> I defend, hate that. defend both belts twice in one night. I really want Cody to come out and be like, we need to we need to set things straight. And he just drops one. And he's like, look, we need to fix this. Nobody should have both of these belts all the time. So I want to relinquish one of them. Just like get to brass tacks. Don't like make it a well a gimmicky storyline. I'd much rather than like is, keep it. I'd love it to keep it real. That there is one of the things they've been talking about. They're talking about um they want to change one of those belts to the original wing eagle belt. Oh, that'd be perfect. If he came out with Cody like, likes that fuck belt. this belt. <laughs> yeah. He starts going back to the wing and are we talking like original WWF winging it or are we talking like Stone Cold 90s winging it? I think it's the original WF Wing Eagle. You're talking like Hogan's Winged Eagle Belt. Yes. Oh, woof. All right. It's still better than belts we have. Belts, All the belts yeah. we have today are just so generic. They're just marketing. I miss the Intercontinental Belt. Like, all they did was change colors. Like, this is trash. Yeah. Like, look at what, yeah. look at, look what Triple H did in NXT. Now, those are some damn belts. That UK title is awesome. <laughs> The North America is the North American Championship. Yes. Also awesome. You know, like those are some belts. I'm not gonna tell you the name. They call it that belt. What do they call it? <laughs> the Black People's Title. That's funny. I mean, they're not because wrong. Every right? time, every time they want to get like a Black Champion on NXT, they give them that belt. I only know it's the belt from. Belt. No. I only know the belt from Keith Lee. I don't even know who else is on it. Um. Carmelo Hayes has had it, and it's somebody else. Hmm. Was it Shane, Shane Strickland? Swerve? Probably. I think it was Swerve. Yeah. That makes sense. Keith Lee's yeah. being wasted in AW. I was so excited yeah. for his return. And it's... Do you have white hair or some shit I saw him like before yes, I left Twitter? I was like, oh, my God. That that's that's that he he he's like he wants to do this thing. I don't know why. This is why sometimes it's Looking okay. Like to have Cisco. Like, <laughs> that's his hair. He's just he's just gray as fuck. Apparently. He was so over. I'll never forget the Royal Rumble where he squared up with Brock and that stadium was electric. We were I was so convinced we were gonna have that feud, and that feud would have been amazing. And then they fucked it up. For what? A tag run in AEW? Get the fuck out of here. Well, he's, he's back single now. Oh, now. Now that they've already ruined his entrance and all that? Good for him. No. He's now not. he's just one of the dudes? Like Miro? No, he's, he has uh, white hair because he's old as fuck, apparently. That dude was a star. They got to do something cool. He was a star. They got to do something cool. They should have put him in and immediately sent him to Omega. Like immediately. Instantly. Top of the top of the show, right? Like immediately put him up. I'm telling you, I just I just don't like it. Don't like everything they I do. Agree. Everything they do over there is terrible. People. Just send him right I to Moxley people. and have him just squash the shit out of Moxley. Like establish him as the lethal threat he should be. He should be booked. You know how I feel about like monsters, like yeah. he should be booked as such. Yeah. Look at all they, the they, shit they did with Archer. That's wasted. 
And then look what they did with Keith Lee. Yeah. Like, oh, you did all this shit with Archer, but that's what you do with Keith. Get out of here. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's a problem they with Bray. Great tag. They did the thing with tag Bray is that though. Bray's character that people like to make fun of because it's all production supernatural, it loses credibility when he's not scary. He has to be a threat, not and when he doesn't wrestle. Not on a video. That's what I'm saying. He needs to be a threat in the ring for the yes. promos and the production to pay off. The difference between Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker is The Undertaker won <laughs> all yeah. the time. He was protected. He was a protected. Yeah. He was a protected gimmick, and that's the problem with Bray. Bray would be every bit on that pedestal if he was protected. And he's not. Yeah. Bray they have him doing all kinds of stupid months. shit and neon lights and face paint and, you know, it's bullshit. He needs yeah. to be, that was the thing that made The Fiend so popular is for once he was, until Goldberg came around. Do you imagine what The Fiend would have done if he squashed Goldberg? Yeah, that would have been great. And I like Goldberg. And we got a, what, a half-assed jackhammer and then beat The Fiend? Like, that's the thing. Like, he's, no. when you have acts like that, they have to be... And it doesn't mean they have to win. Undertaker did not always win. That's not what I'm saying. They have to be protected. You have to protect yeah. the gimmick. Their character. Yes. And they Their never protect. Have to work. And that's, I I miss, I wanted the Bray LA night match to just be Bray, not steamrolling, but I didn't want any neon lights, no masks. Have a, just have a I good wanted match. him to come out and do the shit he used to do. Like, old school wrestling like Arn Anderson spine buster that like shoulder tackle that he does come running off the ropes and like hard hitting like big man stuff that he does because he's really fast for his size and when he does that shit you know it's like it has impact he has weight um he should be doing that kind of stuff and they're like no we're gonna let you do the mandible claw and jump off of scaffolding like jeff hardy and you're like what are y'all doing (laughs) you know what it reminds me of it's like big show yeah he's another one but he didn't protect his gimmick him doing all kinds of stupid goofy shit you know it's like dude no he's the giant he's 500 pounds you know what you should do walk out there and slam people because he's the giant people to fuck up yeah that's that's omos like that's yeah they've protected omos more than they've protected bray wyatt and that's, and there's nothing against Omos, but that's Bray Wyatt for all that they've done to like torpedo it is still a huge attraction. He is. He still does huge ratings. <laughs> so, yeah. but here they've got, they're protecting the shit out of Omos where he hasn't wrestled in like a year. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. But they got Bray Wyatt out of here doing acrobatics in the Mountain Dew match, like Cirque de Soleil and shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are y'all doing? That would be my only reason for him leaving to AW is maybe somebody, you know, would protect him the way that he Do should something. be. I agree. He doesn't have to have the belt. I, I, I've always thought he's an attraction bigger than the belt. You know, he should be without the belt, if anything. It should be the monster heel that you've got to, you know, put in a casket or light on fire or something to get rid of, like Kane, like like Stone Cold, like what the shit he used to do. He wrestled Taker all the time. Taker always lost, but you always yeah. thought he was going to win, and that's the difference. We never think Bray Wyatt's ever going to win. At all. Not that dude's just going to lose all the time. <laughs> Anytime he fights somebody big, 
Well, he's losing this match. And his return, his return was so promising. They nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Kills me. That's why people think Vince McMahon's back. It hurts my soul, man. It kills me so much. It was so good. And then they just strung it out and made it boring and just the worst. They should have just brought back the fiend. They should just make him the fiend again. Just do that. Might as well at this point. You might as well. Yeah, just do that instead. That was better. See, I don't want him to be. I don't want him to be Firefly Funhouse. I don't want him to be the fiend. I don't want him to be the wife. I want him to just be Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I just want him to come out and because he can go. I think there's like a misconception that people think he's not good. Oh, people think he's terrible. And he is though. I like he is good. He's very good in the ring. If you give him a match to work with and let him work it. It just doesn't seem like he and they or they don't seem to be interested in never doing that. Yeah. But he's really good. He had some excellent I matches. So. Yes. Bummer. I think, I think that does it for us. Sure. Fuck you, Chalfie. There Chalfie. you go, Chalfie. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Yes, thank you guys for listening in this week. Dev, you're a piece of shit. Yep. We we survived. Facts. Well, almost, well, almost two hours and 30 minutes. That's not too bad. An hour of wrestling talk. Yes. We just flew through the news. <laughs> just, <it's> like, <laughs> well, last of us well, sucks, and here's the deal, well. and moving on. <laughs> this PlayStation Plus game's coming out. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, some some games coming out. Probably don't want to play them. <laughs> you can stick shit on sticks and Breath of the Wild. Just keep it moving. <laughs> out of your damn oh, look like man. damn shish kebabs. You just, yeah. <laughs> just stick some mushrooms on your on your shield. There you go. Hey, look at me. Come Breath of the Wild. I got this. Just stick some damn candy on. I'm like ah. Oh, man. Well, play some video games. <laughs>